Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo. And we are ready to go for another glorious final week of work, at least, for 2023. As the countdown begins uh, on how much, uh, yeah, these next five days will be phoned in. By us, this is it. We're done. That's it. I don't even know if uh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The energy and the effort. Uh, we've done enough. This weekend was a lot, so uh, we're all done. And uh, this week's just—it's uh, a victory lap, and, and uh, we're waving goodbye. It's that's it. We're cleaning up. This is it. We're here to just clean up the the stragglers at the party. And most of you guys are the same way. You're out there thinking, all right, I got how many days till I get done here? And some of you, I feel bad. I talked to a guy who's got to work all the way up to the twenty third. Oh, I know. Like, I don't know what kind of Doing job what? it is. Uh, he was a, well, it was plumbing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got that, the job that never sleeps. No. We need him. Yeah, we need that guy. He's they, lucky to get it. All right, that's what I said. There. He was happy. He's like, man, when are you guys done? I said, we're done uh, this Friday. We're not going to. Then he goes, oh, man. He goes, I get, I'm happy because I get done on the 23rd and I got to come back on the 1st. Like, that's good. It's a week. You get your week off. But still, everybody's looking, to, looking forward to the time they can walk out, get a whole bunch of nothing going. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. This weekend was so much fun; it was ridiculous. And again, a big public thank you to uh, our friends uh, Frank Caliendo, Pablo Francisco, and the winner of the very first annual Frank Caliendo Guest of the Year Award, uh, Jonathan Kite. Frank had I named the award after him, uh, and he's never actually won it, which is pretty interesting way to to have an award named after. But he didn't get it because uh, he was only our guest. I mean, like. To promote that, it was just it, Jonathan Kite was the best guest of the year. Back in July, he was a blast. He's the only one we we essentially called over to the couch. He was on a Thursday. We said, "Hey, that was a ton of fun. Come back tomorrow," and he did, and uh, crushed it for us. And then did the squares with us. And then uh, so he's clearly guest of the year. Frank had a, an issue with that, as I told him on stage. You were the winner of the Frank Caliendo Guest of the Year Award. The recipient, the namesake, and then he thought he was going to get an award, but Jonathan didn't even get an award. I made it up. It's not even a real thing. Yeah, why do you even? What are you going to get ten percent off at KUPD shops? I don't think the the bodega downstairs, which is by the way, absent all beverages. Oh man, uh, my uh, as well as Saturday went, uh, the downside started immediately afterwards. Saturday was a blast, and uh, Holmberg after dark. I honestly feel like uh, might be the most fun thing we've done. Uh, as one of those uh, happy ending shows and everything else. Just complete improv thing. And if you were there, I think you saw a spectacle. I think you actually saw a special night of uh, of comic jazz. The guys on stage were, I mean, they, they Pablo and Frank and Jonathan were uh, just sharing the stage beautifully. And uh, it was. It, I thought it was going to be harder to manage than it was, but everybody was glorious. And so uh, we finish up at the end. And the first thing, you know, you want to have a moment when you have a nice night and you do some 
performance art of some sort. You want to just sit and bask in that for a second, just feel like all the pressure's off. There was a lot of there was a lot that went into this, and I was stressed out. I don't get stressed out about a lot, but all week long I was like, oh, I'm I'm so worried this is going to stink, and people. I really truly, when it sold out, started to feel anxiety and worry that it was going to suck and all this other stuff, and it didn't. So afterwards. All the guys in the green room were really happy. We we're all talking about how much fun it was. Uh, and Jonathan's like, we could take this on the road. Let's do this, that. And I'm like, oh, that's great to hear. And everybody's happy. And then the owner of the club, Matt Komen, came in and said, we need to do this at least once a week. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'd kill myself. <laughs> he goes, how about once a month? Let's just do let's do a live. You, you guys do your show live. I'm like, no, 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 no. How about once a quarter? I'm like, maybe. I don't know. Don't talk to me immediately after. All this finally, I can exhale, and uh, all this ends, and then you start talking about the next one. That is brutal. That is brutal. And now I now I know what it feels like at zoo lights and at those uh, those events where you're like, once it's over, you just start building it for next year. The Super Bowl, the yeah. you know, all those things where you're like, those poor people in a massive scale finish one thing and have to start planning the next thing. No, but it was a blast. And my favorite part of all of. Homework after Jack. <laughs> yeah, Brady's right. Brady's helped us sing those uh, douchebag Pratt brothers. <laughs> they have to build. They have to build all those lights again. Well, actually, Rod keeps it up the whole thing. Anyway, what are yeah. you going to do? Uh, my favorite part of the entire evening. Favorite part. All the laughs, all the goofing around, everything. Not my favorite part. At the uh, at the beginning of the show, at the pre-party. I walked over to a table, and I can't remember the guy's name because we drank like fish. So I don't remember a lot of names. But I walked over, and he goes, hey, I've been listening to you for a long time. And he goes, and I'm someone that took your advice, and I'm happier than I've ever been. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, I quit being a school teacher because of you. And I'm like, yes. I said, when did it happen? He goes, I just got I was driving in. You were talking about it. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, And now he works for, I think he said APS or SRP or whatever. He goes, I make tons more and zero stress by comparison or deal with parents i'm like i told you and then he told me something even better that a couple of his friends have done the exact same thing based off what he did so trickle down i'm making public school teachers quit and that's been (laughs) my goal from the beginning from the beginning of like it was probably 2005 i told a lady at a bar just quit what are you doing she was complaining the whole time i'm like just quit what are you why are you well, because of the, th- I'm like, you don't sound like you're enjoying your passion at all. You know what? You're right. Where does she work? Bank of America. I'm proud of her. And from that moment forward, I said, that's it. My goal is to have no more public school teachers. Quit bitching about how much money it is and quit. And I met him. I met one and he has two under his belt as sort of my pyramid uh, scam of getting people to leave that profession. Excellent work. One teacher at a time. One teacher. Exact. <laughs> one little apple at a time. We should have John Holmberg's Golden Apple Awards for teachers who bail out on kids. I think it's great. But the legendary ones will stay. And people 20, 30 years afterwards, did you have so-and-so? Don't care. Those people are not the ones. You care. sucks. They've been ruining uh, <laughs> schools forever, the ones that stick around for a long time, and, then, and there's nobody that's coming up underneath them. There's nobody behind them. So, you know, like nurses have a shortage. I want to, I want to, man, we've got a massive teacher shortage. Nobody wants to, it's a low paying, zero frills. Uh, and that's it. The only good thing about it is, is you get like a couple months off for summer. And that's 
when the best part of your job is uh, the fact that you don't have to do it, then you don't like it that much. I, I mean, I love vacations, but I like coming back too. They don't want to do that. The Me- tough thing is, uh, you don't you don't belong teaching if you're in it for the money. No. It's the right. wrong vocation. Well, I think none of them belong in it. There's no because the parents ruin everything. Aside from those uh, rat kids, that was the even better part of it. You know, people who were like, I used to like kids. But teaching ruins it. That's it. It was a great moment. I was thrilled to hear it, and I closed the year out knowing I've done good in this world. I took a public school teacher, and I talked him out of doing it. There's no, th- it's a zero thanks job. Nothing. And that guy was smiling ear to ear while he told the tale, and I'm like. If I could, if I could get this story once a year, my work is done. So that's what I just—I loved hearing it, loved it. I thought it was kind of uh, cool and disturbing in the way meeting a kid that uh, said, "Hey, I started listening to you yeah. when I was riding in my uh, yeah. baby seat." You I said, met that guy too, yeah, and I yeah. told him, "I Rick. said, well, yeah." When he first started listening to this show, he was facing the wrong way in the car. That's what I was like. That that disturbed me. Like he had to face backwards to listen. He was four. When he started to understand it, and he's like, I've been listening to you guys the whole time. Like, that's awful. Don't. Why would you? And now he's, like, huge. He's got military experience. Like, how old are we? How long have we done this? Yeah, it was great. But, yeah, what a great night. And just meeting everybody after and seeing. We made the right move, too. The 11 o'clock crowd, that's a good group. They were lathered up. So anything we do from now on out is going to. I know Brady hates hearing this. Probably late night the entire time. Part of uh, the stress management was thinking of you falling asleep on stage. I mean, I was worried about a lot of things going sideways, but uh, it was it was a blast. I prepped three days beforehand, Did ready you? for this show, yeah. Was, uh, barium drinks? Extra and, sleep. and were you, were you catching up? Is <laughs> yeah. that a thing? No. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, Scott Haynes says, everyone that quits teaching will get 98 KUPDs, Holmberg's Morning Sickness, uh, Frank Caliendo Award for Teaching. Every year, I think we should name it after Frank. Every award we have is the Frank Award. I mean, we're the Big Red Radio, so is this our Red for Ed, actually? Thing? Yes, or, Big okay. Red for Ed. Yeah. I like that. Right. Well done. Red for Ed, quit today. You're coming up on a natural break in the year. What are you doing? You're coming up on a natural break in the year. Bail. Uh, this one says, John, I was just listening on this glorious Monday, which also marks the last Monday of the last week of my teaching career. I wanted to let you know that uh, I wanted to add you to the list since you were talking about it, going to work for Southern Wine and Spirits and, and couldn't be happier. Merry Christmas. She's going right to what's been keeping her alive the whole time anyway, drinking. <laughs> She's going to go work for the drinking company. God damn it all if I'm not happy for you, Stephanie. Miss Henshaw's out of teaching, and I, I like to think I had a little something to do with that. You get a red apple. Yeah, the big, the big red for red campaign, which is getting all you people to just quit. Because I like when te- when parent because I think parents have ruined the the passion for teaching has been ruined by parents calling every five seconds talking about how their kids don't do anything wrong. They're not going to do that to my child. I sat in a car with a friend of mine when his daughter got out of the car, and he muttered under his breath, forgetting I was there. I'd run her over if she wasn't mine. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and he looked right at me. His head snapped. He looked at me. He goes, "Don't tell my wife I said that." <laughs> She probably feels the same way, actually, but doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, she's in the driveway wanting to back into her, and you guys can malachi crunch her right here in the parking lot. So, I see it. And when you're a childless friend, you get to hear all the fun stuff. Yeah, it's great. And then you got, you know, like Ronnie was there last night at uh, Eric Bryan's 
Precision AC. I think, was it Eric's birthday? It felt like Eric's party. Was it a party for Eric? I think it was. It was wonderful. Precision AC and new AC. Whenever unit. there's a party, if he's hosting it. It's it's Eric's party. Yeah. It was fun. We went over to the Churchill for uh, Precision AC and new ACunit.com's Christmas party and goofing around. And uh, there was Ronnie showing. I caught her twice, handing pictures out of the kids. And I'm like, you're at a party. What are you doing? Well, I just want to show people. I'm like nobody wants to see that. I got to be honest. Yeah, no, no one's just no one. Yeah, no one wants to see pictures of your kids. No matter ever, ever, no one wants to see pictures of your kids. <laughs> ever. Megan told me a story about how at uh, where she was at uh, school and uh, uh, somebody said, "Oh, my nephews are in," and they started to break out the phone. And she goes, "I'm not really interested in kids," but she's learned that from me. <laughs> Three other people at the end said, "Yeah, me neither," and they walked away from the whole situation to see. The lady was left standing with her phone alone as everyone else was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take these plays off right here. Nobody wants to see your kids. And the lady was like, what? You guys don't think kids are cute? And all of them looked at each other like, no, find somebody who wants that. And the lady was forced to stuff her phone back in her. You got to know your audience. Know your audience. Dogs, too. I'm guilty of that sometimes when people say, oh, this dog, this dog, that dog. I'm like, maybe a dog picture's in order here. But when no one's talking about kids and no one's talking about babies, the last thing we want to see, pictures of them. Period. That's why I just put it on my shirt. Right. Just a collage of photos if you you want. And then everybody's like, do you mind taking the shirt off or not talking about it? We thought we'd never say this, but please put the shirt back on. Here's her at the corn festival. Here's her at the hayride. Here's Nobody cares. Daddy's girl. 2023. All right. That I would pay to see. That's different. If a guy's walking around with a shirt that says daddy's girl on it in the first place, I'm totally in. Let alone pictures of a preteen all over the yeah. shirt. I'm like, following that guy to jail. I don't know what's going to happen to him. But he's going in for sure. Yeah, end of the year, everything's uh, starting to pop up. I'm watching all these. You know, TV's got the end of the year this, the end of the year that. And I kind of realized how uh, eventless 2023 was, unless you're talking about horrible war and it really wasn't a year that that had its year of the slap. No, that was last year. The it Chris was, Rock. Was, no, that was that was twenty twenty two. Because they put it on the they oh, put it's it on all the over list, the place, baby. Because it was, no, it was yeah, it was, la- it was that was last year. The one year anniversary of it was this year, and then of course Jada Pinkett Smith is a state. They didn't. There was really no the submersible. I guess was a big story for the year. I mean, there wasn't like a lot of <gasps> Jimmy Buffett died. I mean, that's, that you know, well, I mean, I mean hey. there were some great things that happened. I mean. That's true. It's a good point. Buffett passed away. But really, as I watch these things, they're struggling to find, like, uh, Taylor Swift. It was the year of Taylor Swift. Everything that everything eventually just went back to selling to Taylor Swift. and The era's tour is at the one billion mark. It's ridiculous. And it's, uh, usurped Elton John's yeah. a couple ah. years ago at 979 million. And it's not even done. They mm-hmm. said by the time this is done, it's, it's absurd. At two billion. Which uh, I don't get it. I just won't. I just don't get it. The record, the just previous record. Don't get it. But there she is, uh, killing it. And it was the year of Taylor Swift. It was, uh, you know, to me, she's just a really prolific, like Lisa Loeb. Like she just writes a bunch of. You say mm-hmm. you only hear what I want to. Like there's like eighty of those songs. Like she's written eighty good little sad lady songs. A couple of catchy little. Pop something. Nothing that I'd hang my hat on for a billion dollars. I still don't get it. Well, so it's average. It is. Just, it, like, just her. like her. Yeah. She's medium. Basic bitch. 
that's a but whatever. She's killing it, and this is the year of Taylor Swift. She destroyed it, and that was the one thing about all the stuff that they kept saying a year in review. That that was what came down, and then I saw something on YouTube of what dudes aren't going to tolerate anymore in 2024. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't consulted. Uh, and it, the, my favorite thing was all 13 men interviewed, all 13 asked about what they won't do anymore in 2024. And they, all of them, in certain words, said, chase a woman. We're done. <laughs> and you got to thank Pornhub for this. Of their, uh, you know, uh, all of them had like uh, different things. So the top things that came up and the, Things that men won't deal with anymore. And, they, and then later there was a what women won't deal with in 2024, but I won't. Uh, I, I, I didn't care, so I didn't watch that. <laughs> and I was just proud. It was Pornhub. The, the one thing they all said was, we're not chasing them anymore. If you don't give us what we want, we're out. We're not doing the hard to get. Hard to get's over. You guys have changed all the rules on how men can be. You know, we want this, we want that, and we've done all the adapting. And all men were saying, like, just it was the first whispers of we're tired of bending over backwards buying you dinner after dinner and having you play hard to get. Uh, it's not happening. We have Pornhub. We have a, a big right hands, and uh, we're, we're not afraid to use them. And it was awesome because the guys, were they had it. And evidently that's a thing for single men, the, uh, the chase them around deal. And also, I'm not dealing with a crazy girl. I'm going to read those flags. Like if you even talk that, you know, unresolved issues from your ex- Put them in a bag and throw them in the river because I'm not listening to it. It's like, well, I have trust issues. Bye. I'm not, and I was proud to see it. Dudes weren't there to fix anybody anymore. Ladies, that's the thing for you too. But it was it was great to see that uh, Pornhub has changed the male mind into going. Look, if I haven't bagged you after a date, there isn't going to be a second one. So let's not play this whole. Maybe next time. Nope. The porn generation is alive. I told a girl years ago, I got another one, another email. This is my last week teaching, too. I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> I might be list- not listening as much anymore because I have to work from home, and I start at 830. I work at Avnet as a sales associate. Tell the parents of teenagers that they suck, and if they, uh, they don't leave educators to discipline their rat kids. Thanks for nothing, signed Mr. Castillo. Good for you. Welcome to the Big Red Fred Movement. Quitting teachers, I'm so damn proud of you. Sorry, where was I? What was I talking about? We're talking about the porn industry. Oh yeah, how porn has uh, has captured the minds and hearts of all men. And 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 I, I talked to a girl. I remember this was in the '90s, and she said, "Here's my rules. First off, we're not having sex until someone says I love you, and you Goodbye. don't get a BJ until at least we live together." Good. And I said, "Guess what? You're going to be." What, happy? I'm like, no, alone for a long, long time. If you're going to hold out and hostage negotiate sex acts with a guy, all he's hearing is, I don't like you that much. Or, you know, it's quid pro quo with BJs. It's not happening. Uh, fast forward uh, to today. Never been married. Mean. And, like, and I told her last time I saw her, it was about six years ago, like, it's a blowjob rule. I said, you ever get married? No, I can't find a guy. I'm like, I know. It's that stupid rule you have about got to live together before the dude starts the... You gotta t- it's a new generation here. He didn't need that. I ran into a girl that had that policy that nothing happens to I love you. Yeah. And five minutes later, I told her I, I love you her. so much. Yeah. I've never loved ah. anyone in my life more than you. How are we doing? <laughs> and, next, and then uh, five minutes later, I was taking a <laughs> on her chest. 
Things just aren't working out. I got to tell you, the girl like that, she, if you tell her you love her and she falls for it right away, you will take <laughs> on that girl. And, uh, 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 uh. You really do love me. Yeah. Oof. You need to clean up. But yeah, that policy is over. And that, that generation is dead. And I loved it. I loved reading about it. I love that men aren't afraid to say it. It's time for uh, men. It's our turn, as Susan says down the hall, to start saying, all right. The, the chase and wooing, those days are over. It's a new world. The tease is miserable, though. we got to just give it up, for God's sakes. Uh, I don't know how that works. I think guys will still be doing the flowers and the dating. Yeah. But still, we said it. It's out there, and it was in print. It was a video. These dudes had their faces on this thing, too. I said, how do you feel about dating in 2024? I'm done chasing. I'm done with it. I want to find somebody that... Because everybody's in such a... A hurry, you know. I wonder what the new uh, version of that is of like giving flowers or, you know, the wooing. How much that's changed with that with the generation that's coming up. Uh, What a question! I think it's all internet now. I think it's all yeah. You start, you have all your dates on the internet, and then you meet for the first time, and then you start sweating. I think that's it. You start humping each other. Video games, yeah, a couple video games. Chill out. A few texts. Dick pick here and there, and then everybody's uh, all right. That's foreplay. Let's get on it. What's that? Uh, yeah, that's well. That's look for, it up. You, you don't want to look up our version. Your version's better. <laughs> there is some stuff the new generations are coming up with. Like that's good. And women are. I just don't have time for this. And what? And I think it comes from forty years of hearing. I don't need a man. I can do this by myself. All right. Well, and I don't need you either. So let's just get what we want out of this and move forward. It's a it's truly a tragedy to kill the art of romance, but you know, if that's called work, everybody's gotta work. Running around screaming, I don't have any time. Well, neither do I. So I gotta plan nights where I'm throwing rose petals all over the hallway and making spaghetti. It's not gonna happen. DoorDash, Netflix, banging, get out. Just stick your head in the dryer and we'll just get <laughs> right, this We're over gonna make with. this work out. <laughs> stick your head in. <laughs> Whoever goes headlong in. But it happens, evidently. Every stepsister does it. So, yeah, it was a pretty good. And then all the rest of the stuff was just silly nonsense of, you know, what anyone can do anytime they want. It's like, well, I just, I want to have, no, it was fantasies. Like, what are they going to do different in 2024? It was learn to fly a plane. I'm like, you're not doing that. Nobody's actually doing that. One or two. AI captured a lot. A lot of advancement over this past year, it seems like. AI is a year old. Yeah. And yeah, it's got everybody's thing. AI, that's probably... That was the thing I handed you over there. What AI is doing now is you can take a picture. Whoa. And then undress a woman. Yeah, AI will... Pass um, that over here, please. (laughs) It's called Nudify or something. Air in my nose. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, it says Nudify. Apps that use AI to undress women in photos. So you can... You don't even have to take a photo. It can just be a photo online you find, and then AI will undress that woman? Yes. That's awesome. It, you know. Oh, my God. So I can be at, like, uh, Ingo sitting on the patio, and a lady walks by in her workout, and her Lululemons, and I'm like, I'd like to see her naked, because it's what men do. Yeah. You don't like it, ladies, but that's what our brains do. And you take a photo of that, get a clear enough one, Head up Nudify. Actually, if you send in one of those live photos, it'll move around. And then it nudifies her. And you never have to worry about, you know, stretch marks or anything else. Because Nudify is not going to include flaws, right? I, I, 
can't believe it. Good. Right. It would make it the best possible version I of you. I think so. Well, it's got to be. Unless you got him, you know, the girl that's uh, wearing the half shirt and. Uh, yeah. Her skin's out. Yeah. Well, why are you taking pictures of her if you can see her flaws you before see the, the rest photo? of it? You don't want to. Like, Damn. You know, no. Well, nah, and that would be fun to do to friends is to find a gigantic girl. Who's just, uh, she looks like a strawberry uh, ice cream melting outside of her. Yeah, she's just a pig. And uh, he'd take a shot of that and then nudify it and send it to Brady. That would be funny. He's like, look what I saw. Nudify it. How about guys are, those guys that are miserably married to some beast? They can make her look like she's got Margot Robbie's body on her. Well, see, you can, like that, you, you know? can weird science her. Well, yeah. yeah but this thing just, this thing just takes strangers and says, eh, let's cut out the middleman. I never have to take you to dinner. <laughs> and then you'd. <laughs> But then, awesome. What happens? You know, those things are out. And they start leaking photos of these naked yeah. people. Oh, well, AI! Guess, that's the thing that's with AI. Be so messed up. Yeah. And and being that it's its first year, essentially to the public, that's kind of what twenty twenty three might be remembered for. Years from now, which is yeah, that happened. That started back in twenty twenty three. It really didn't take hold of us yet, but in the next few years, it's going to be an, a major part of our lives. I remember when I first heard the words Twitter. And it was, uh, and it had already been a thing for a little bit, but I wasn't aware of it. And that was when uh, Sully Sullenberger dumped that plane into the river in New York. And I remember them saying, "We have people all over New York City on something called Twitter, filming the news live as it happens." And I said, "Well, there's news. There's the fire. All the reporters. We're, we're doing it for them again." I used to complain all the time when the they'd ask, "Send us your photos." When the news would do that, send us your photos. Send us. You have any video of this? And I'm like, that's your job. You're the, you're the news. You're out on the streets looking for this stuff. Why am I sending you my work? We'll give you credit, and that's all they'd say. We give you credit on the show. Channel Twelve is the worst about it. Send us your pictures of the, and we'll give you credit. I'm like, no, that's called money. That's what you'd pay the AP photographer. You pay me. Easy work. Yeah. Then now we don't have to do it ourselves. But when I saw Twitter, I thought, oh. That thing is going to be how we get news. And actually, at the time, I thought, wonderful. Now it's going to be hard to make it so we don't get the real news. Little did I know it was the reason we don't get any real news at all. I guess the one thing, the redeeming thing on the Nudify app, if you're confused and it's like a celebrity or someone, or yeah. you're, what are you doing? Like it's, That is not me. I did not get naked at Starbucks yeah. Which in really, front of everybody. Uh, I'm not walking the airport. <laughs> right. I'm not nude with a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Giving gunny fingers to the TSA agent, uh, which don't do that, by the way. TSA agents hate any gun activity. But the uh, uh, the good thing it's going to be for whoring, men and women. Because who are these pictures in your phone? Oh, that's nudify. Why are you in it? Ah, Brady sends them to me every once in a while. Nudify knows you have a mole on your balls. <laughs> yeah, evidently it does. <laughs> Those aren't real. You got nothing to worry about. You're whoring. Uh, nah, you're crazy. And you just keep dick pics all on your phone. <laughs> it's nudify. I took a picture of my pants and it made a dick. Stop it. The Kaiser helmet? Really? <laughs> right. Why is your thumb in your butt? Why would nudify do that? Ah, it's a funny thing you can add in. It's like a meme. Yeah, it's going to ruin us. All of us will be. There'll be no more. We're going to be so tired of nudity. I don't know what's coming. Well, that new generation, they thought all these porn videos and stuff would make it so the new generation would be sex crazed. They're bored with it. They don't care for they don't like the article said. I'm not working for this. Don't make me work for it's not worth it. Teen pregnancy rates are down. All they don't try anymore. 
because they made it too hard and something else is way too easy. It's like this is better. I don't have to. I don't have to work for this now. Nudify, forget it. Yeah, a couple of the other things on there were were kind of like uh, just being fed up with everything. That's basically what it was. They were going to stop being fed up. Everybody in 2023 is like, all right, I'm done being fed up. I'm done chasing everything in my life. It's, and that is kind of a dangerous thing, too. It's either going to be easy or I'm not doing it is kind of the message that the survey said, what's going to be different for you next year? Like, nah, it's not easy. I ain't trying. <laughs> Starting with women and working my way down to work. But, yeah, great stuff all the way through. And then the... The thing I saw yesterday in the news, which I thought was awesome, is right here in Phoenix, an 89-year-old husband was found dead. No, this isn't the awesome part. Was dead in his home. And then they said his girlfriend, uh, they think she killed him, and she was 52. And I thought, that's... that's 89 and 52. 89 52 is, like, uh, kind of impressive, right? And then they showed a picture of her, and it was horrifying. Like, this is... This, oh, wow. Yeah, this is, a, Whoa. this is the worst 52 can look. He scored. He did not score. He was 89. I've never said Guilty. this about an 89-year-old guy with a 52-year-old wife, but you could have done better, dude. A lot. You could have gotten better, younger. You could have gotten a better woman in her 80s. She was hearing, you outkicked your coverage yeah. more than he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this your husband? Yeah, that's his old ass. I'm like, man, score. <laughs> you did great. What? Nobody ever tells a 52-year-old that their 89-year-old spouse is a real winner. Everybody assumes something's wrong. In this case, uh, it was... I mean, she looks like most of the pictures of former NFL players that have CTE. Like, right, yeah. that, that's a, It's a bad photo. But then I... Uh, it is a bad photo, and by looking at the photo, like, what are the odds of that guy surviving? <laughs> Very low. Very looking low. At the picture, 89? Hard yeah. is it to kill your 89-year-old spouse? And this is your spouse. girlfriend or spouse? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Don't puree the potatoes as much. You're going to kill them. I mean, that's murder. Uh, they found Harold uh, Hostetler. He had some serious injuries, and uh, he passed away. And Harold's 52-year-old wife is named Lawanda. And I realized when I heard it on the news last night that I've never once heard the word Lawanda and then followed up by the great things Lawanda did. Almost always, Lawanda's going to jail. There is very rarely a Lawanda that's like, uh, you know, one of the most prolific uh, Charitable person of 2023's name is Lawanda. Almost always, it's a picture of somebody. I think Lawanda is like Jeeves. You name your kid Jeeves, they're going to get into the service industry and become butlers. You name your daughter Lawanda, because the only other Lawanda I knew was the biggest, fattest, like honey boo boo woman ever in my sixth grade, and she ended up going to jail. Uh, years I found out years later, she went to jail for stealing cars. It's the only Lawanda I ever met. And yeah. The only one I knew uh, is Sanford and Son. <laughs> With her name, Lawanda. Lawanda. <laughs> she was she all was over. Horrible person. All over her. Uh, was Fred. Lawanda the one that Wasn't loved that... Fred? Or was that the one that was trying to kill Grady? I don't remember the show, Brady. I have to go back and watch Sanford and Son, but yeah. But Fred not, wanted nothing to do with her because he knew deep down Lawanda that gets you in trouble. Or maybe that was her actress name. I don't know. Wanda Page. 89 years old, and you got a 52-year-old wife, and she's the... And he wasn't rich. She was the beneficiary. Tough stuff. But now I'm... I'm I, I judge all that stuff. Lawanda's... Uh, she's going to jail. Uh, there's certain names where you just know it's a... You know, it's going to be a, a woman who lets herself go name. You have that, the, you know. There's a few of them out there. A lot of them, actually. Like, usually you're pretty safe with the basics. You start getting into those weird names, and it's she's going to let herself go name. 
There's Lawanda. Aunt Esther, that was it. Aunt Esther, yeah. So her real name was Lawanda. Yeah, yeah she played a horrible human being. Beautifully. She's still alive. Mm. Aunt Esther can't be alive. There's no way. Not 2002. I was going to say. Fred! Brady remembers that Lawanda from Sanford and Son. Always <laughs> evil. Yeah, always evil. If you, if you want an evil character, get a Lawanda. That's just basically how it is. Our Lawanda, it was fifth grade, and then I found out later from someone who, uh, I think she went to Westwood, and she ended up getting into stealing cars and went to jail. Well, it's Westwood. That's right. a rite of passage over And there. also, you don't name a Neither giant. Neither ride to school. Yeah, a giant white girl named Lawanda is already confused. Like, that's just not going the right direction for Oh, she's girl. a white girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like a, no idea. Like the whitest, like, like uh, you know, Dunder Mifflin paper white. She oh, was wow. like one of those. Pink eyes, but they weren't quite pink. She was borderline fina, but just gargantuan. Fifth grade, and I talked to her, and she left school in fifth grade, and everybody remembered her, because back then, and this is weird for the kids listening, back when I went to school, there was only one big kid per class. Now there's only one thin kid per class. It's, it's basically it made this big switcheroo. It's our time. Yeah, yeah. It's our turn. And then, they, you know, evidently the, uh, you know, throw some chicken nuggets at a kid when they're five years old turned into this catastrophe we got. But, yeah, so it used to be that the, the everybody, who's the fat kid in your school? You remember his name? Uh, we had Mac. We had Big Mac, which isn't fair either to have a kid named Mac that turns into a giant. Hey, was, one guy named Harold. Chris Gilbert was another one who was just gargantuan. And those were the big kids at school. Yeah. That was it. But now, do you have a, did you have a huge one? Charlie Graham, Andrew Ducksworth. Yeah, two giants, yeah. Yeah. I had a big school, too, and we only still only had one real big one. Lawanda was the fifth grader, and she was, you know, was ridiculed and tough, and then she ended up stealing cars, like really big cars, I think, like probably semi-trucks. Yeah, dualies and things like that. She wasn't getting into, like, uh, SR5s or anything. <laughs> but I don't remember her last name. But she took a she took a beating for the name, too. Lawandas were not, uh, like, Esther and stuff. like You get you, names you know that are going to be like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, what this is not Parents Lawanda. think about I, naming their kids when they're naming them. It's I don't like, know. What the hell? Uh, you got to keep it kind of basic. I mean, if you name a girl like Portia or Cinnamon, she's going to be on <laughs> the pole. She's going to be a stripper. Dakota, I mean, Portia, yeah. Cinnamon. Like, oh, okay. Eh, I know what you're doing here. You're going to name your kid. Stripper names. Yeah. She's, she's going to be on a pole. One way or another, she's, she's going to be on a pole. Yeah, that's right. You've never gone to the bank and like done a loan with Dakota. No. Never I, done. I had a Dakota wait on me the other day. I'm yeah. like, come on, what's in the your daytime, real name? Right. In the daytime, she waits on it's you. Like, at, that is. At night, she rocks the pole. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> and they don't even have to be good looking. Dakotas just end up on the pole. Dakota. Uh, you, yeah, it's loads of them. Sapphire? That, oh, yeah. Sapphires? Yeah, my parents would name me. All right. Well, what time do you dance? Well, I got to drop the kids off. Cheyenne. Cheyenne is going to the pole. We know these things. But like Brunhilda, that was a name that died because everybody who got it ate themselves out of misery and became hot air balloon people. You used never to be met a, a tough Viking at one time. Right. And then it was How long ago was that? Turned. Yeah. And then Hildy's trying to change that. I wonder if Hildy, if her name is actually Brunhilda. Ooh, I, that would be... I'd she would bust the trend, man. Got the name back. Bust it. But be careful if you got a kid coming up in 2024. Name him. Name him proper. And keep in mind, ladies, I don't know what your beef was with 2023, but men are done trying. So <laughs> it's either all or nothing right off the bat. If he asks for uh, pictures of your cans and you're like, we just met. It's like, yeah, I, I got to see what I'm buying here. 
You very rarely go to the car dealership and, you know, just walk around a few times and go, I'm not going to actually touch any of them. You got to test drive. You got to test drive a lot. Sometimes multiple ones. You just, you know, I had my eye on it for a little while. You don't woo it. I got money in my pocket. It could be yours. That's how it works. And that's evidently how they feel. It is the death of a a beautiful thing, but ladies, you kind of did this to yourself, screaming about time and I don't need no man. No men are fighting back. I was proud of these young men. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't have to do anything anymore. But it does. It's going to trickle over into work. I'm not trying next year. It's kind of the prevailing attitude, and I think that's been going on for a while. Get used to that being the norm, because it's. It, they're not showing up anymore. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to be. It, it's going to. It's going to be on beyond dating. They just want to be at home and beat off. It's idiocracy. Go away, baiting is going to be a phrase you actually hear because people are just going to beat it all the time. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, they were talking about it last week too. That. A lot of these companies, once they got a taste of being able to work at home, and now the companies, yeah. a lot of them want them to come back. They ain't going to happen. Yeah. Because they all moved away. Like San Francisco's big problem is everybody, it's too expensive to live there. And they said, okay, we can all work remotely. They left. You know, like, where are everybody back to the office? It's like, you don't understand. I live in Idaho now. I, I can't come back to the office. Two days a week? Yeah. <laughs> Not doing it. Yeah. We have it here. I don't really want to work all five days. I'll do two days at home. What? That doesn't make any sense. But I'm old school. I think you should show up. But, I think it's some jobs that, I, you know, that job, I, I'd probably do that, too, if I had an option. Stay at home? and I wouldn't. As long as you're, you know, some jobs I understand, but the key is as long as you're producing. To me, the home and work have got to be two different places. You need a decompression drive or walk or something. If you're working from home, it becomes your work. There's nothing fun about that. So yeah, and there's you know uh, got a couple of friends who are like, I gotta go in. I yeah, I'd rather I'm, go in. That would be me. If I, it drives me nuts being at home all yeah, day. I can't. I don't want to do that. And then and then work ends. You're never you, your office is always there. Could you imagine living here? Any problem that would come up, you'd just start working again. You can't do it. It's crazy. So 2024 is upon us, and we're gonna phone it in this week and get the hell out of here. This is our Beth week. Uh, give us a. a Another glorious wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUP. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Thank you very much, Alliance, for your... Uh, this is the last week that they will uh, officially hold the title as uh, Frank Caliendo's Platio Band of the Year, which is a fantastic <laughs> honor and tribute to have had. Naming everything after Frank. He's never once received any of the awards. By the way, I am basically Oscar Schindler. Another email. You popped my teaching cherry three years ago. I quit teaching because of you. Never been happier. Have a master's. Uh, 22 years. Found your show a few years ago. You were talking about why you would ever teach. And, man, you are spot on. 
I asked myself, do I really make a difference? I don't. I quit that year. Best choice I ever made. I, they're going to basically, when I die, they're going to be like, you know what he's done for us teachers? My funeral's going to be filled with former teachers. There's, There's going to be so much coffee breath in that audience. <laughs> it's, what is, it's be, oh, yeah, the breath of the, my funeral is going to be terrible. <laughs> I never met the man, but I wanted to pay my respects for changing my life. I used to be a teacher, see? I wanted to kill myself, and he fixed that. Another one. Another I, one. I quit teaching uh, about six months ago after listening to your show. It made me wonder why I do this. Way happier working for Boeing. HMS read for head all day. Yeah. Well, I could have told you that. Teach uh, people's babysit for a living for nothing? Or go to Boeing? Go to Boeing. <laughs> Let me tell you this, teachers. Here's another reason. My friend's daughter is making about $150 a night babysitting. You're not making that in a day teaching, and you've got 30 of them. What? Just babysit. If you love teaching kids, babysit and uh, start you know, doing a little arithmetic for the kid. When you're like, you get a gig a night. It would be like teaching Uber. You know, they just call you up. You Uber teach. You come over. You watch the kids for a few hours so the parents can leave. It's a good gig. That would be a good gig, and it's one at a time. So when you go to the parents, hey, your kid's acting up a little bit. They can't sit and go, well, what are you doing? I think you had too many people. They might listen when the Uber teacher says, and you get 150 bucks a night, and you can basically homeschool the little rats. I had no idea it was that influential. I thought my, I thought it was crying out into the ether, and no one was listening. But I was wrong. I got an email uh, this morning that's a little bit... This, is, this, to me, is dressed in uh, Elmer Fudd flannel with a weird ski cap. It's come in from a long hunt and possible woodsy-like burial. It says, I hope this is your email, brother. Front row. Do you want to get in touch? I'm getting in touch with you. I'd like to have a conversation with you one day. And so I emailed back, and I said, uh, this is my email, and we are having a conversation. And then he emails back, and he goes, dude, how are you? I love and respect, and love and respect you, bro. You had me sweating like a mother effer Friday. I've made a lot of mistakes, in, or Saturday, sorry. I've made a lot of mistakes. I was in prison three and a half years and seven and a half for burglaries. I was a drug addict. I'm sober now. I work uh, good. I have custody of my son. I take care of my mom. Life's good again. Uh, I have a fiance, too. Prison sucks, man. It's rough. I never want to go back. So I figure I'd listen to you guys for some jokes, but everything you say hits home. I'm even nervous right now writing this to you. Maybe sometime I'll be over there to give you a little more insight of my life. No, 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 that's okay. Just keep it on emails. That's good. We're good. We're good through emails. He is the guy at the show on Saturday that was front row that while we had Brady do a Brady report, a few stories of the year, and I kind of my eyes kind of drifted over, and I saw murderous Elmer Fudd in a ski cap in the front row not laughing. Everyone else was laughing, and then he, but he, and he even said, uh, "Don't worry about uh, me not laughing. If you thought I was angry, that's just my resting bitch face. You put on a hell of a show." Like, yeah, okay, <laughs> keep it tight. <laughs> Don't let anybody know you have emotions. But he was, uh, he dressed as a murderer for the show Saturday, and uh, and what was those? Uh, I don't know. The, what do they call that? Is that just flannel? The yeah, red and black yeah. flannel, right? And then he had a ski cap on. He wouldn't take off. And it looked like he, you know, 
He looked like the picture they show right before they say the word manifesto on the news. That's basically what it... Uh, he pulled the look off. He pulled it off. Yeah, he really did. He, he made, you, made you think. But uh, yeah, he was awesome. He, was, he ended up being fine. He pointed out. And then I just couldn't. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, like, I just said, well, how long did you sit? Yep. Brady looked at him and knew. And we all kind of knew. Brady said, how long did you sit? And he looked confused. And I'm like, it's good you don't know the answer to that. And then as I'm saying that, it, it, the reason he didn't answer so quick is because one of his hands had, like, nachos in it. He put the nachos down so he could use both hands and raise all ten fingers to tell us sat for ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just called you a murderer. And I was right. I mean, he couldn't help it. Uh, the front row is like right there. And he's like, you don't see much further back than the front three. And he's just there. And then he said he was having a great time. Email, uh, having a great time. So I'm not going to use your name just in case that's illegal or makes me an accomplice in any sort of way. But uh, BT, uh, thanks for showing up to the show. He had a good time. Oh, he was awesome. He was great. We had a lot of fun. Saturday night was a happening. It ended up being one of those special nights. And people afterwards were like, there's no way you guys improv that whole thing. The whole thing. There was one thing I can let out of the, that that was discussed before the show. One thing, which was uh, when we all decided to do Joe Biden, we'd just start wandering around, right? That was that's the, the general idea, right? The the joke of the thing was because we did a live Guadalupe Squares was when Mo introduced the Biden Square, all of us would just get up and start shuffling around, and eh, did the thing, and it worked better than we could have ever imagined. Frank took it to new heights by going out into the crowd and leaving, and then coming back. And uh, the there was a guy in our green room that, as Frank, because Frank went all the way out of the club, came back in through the green room, out up onto the stage stairs, and uh, the guy in the green room said, "I was blown away because Frank left the comedy club, came through the green room, which is a hallway, and then into another side room." And uh, and he stayed in like Biden. He, he's like he came did not come out of and, character. Yeah, he said, "I'm in the green room. Like, oh, this is hilarious, man!" And, eh, yeah. And he walks by him and he does the Biden all the way upstairs back onto the stage again. And uh, that was the only thing that we discussed. That's why I was so anxious and nervous about the whole thing is because we were going to go, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. The whole thing was essentially made up. And then Brett's videos came up. <laughs> Now, the intention for Brett's videos, as I had discussed with you, was to tell the guys, Jonathan, Frank, Pablo, me, we were going to do, like, play-by-play as, you know, Madden or Tom Brenneman or just sports figures. Throughout my, it doesn't matter. Marv Albert, old impressions, doesn't matter. They were going over so loudly. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why we didn't do that. I sat on stage and said, let these breathe. They are the crowd. I, I don't know if you guys heard it from the side stage. It was so loud when those videos popped up, especially the prolapsing in the buttholes. <laughs> Brady's favorites. Oh, all of us, I think. I have. went by about five different tables just looking at them as they're oh. watching. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You're you know, having fun on that thing. Right. Like, oh, my God. There was one moment where the lady smoked a cigarette with her butthole, and then, it, and then the whole butthole swallows it. That's the one you hadn't the seen. Yet. Yeah, yeah, that was the new one. And I heard, as I'm on stage, because I'm laughing, I looked at Jonathan Kite, and he jumped a little, because in the back, you just heard, ah! <laughs> like a woman <laughs> screaming. It wasn't a laugh, and it wasn't enjoyment, or it wasn't, it was literal, stabbed in the heart screams. So the videos go, and these are videos we, we watch every day, because the darker listener, nah, I'll say that differently, the, uh, uh, my content the creator, the dark web yes. listeners that uh, fire over the, I didn't get to meet them. 
He didn't. Sh- he, he wasn't able to make okay. it. He wasn't able to make it. He's going to try next year, though. So, uh, will we do this again next year? I don't know. It might just I don't be know. You said Coleman <laughs> wants it a quarter well, now. Right. So. It's, it's, it was such a wonderful experience that it's like if the, two things. Can we pull it off to that height again? we got to do something else. And B, how many times can we fleece listeners to show up? And To me, it's just begging people to do stuff. I mean, we can say it's for charity, and that's nice. But if you start doing it too often, you're just asking people to... Yeah, it's silly. Yeah, the question: Did lightning strike that day? Yeah, or what, can we? Can, yeah, and I wouldn't do that same thing over again because you just can't. But if we did another theme of of sorts uh, with comedians and stuff, could we do that? Yes, probably. But after a while, I mean, that was the first time we've ever done it, so it also had that kind of newness to it, and people have never seen us do this, so it was kind of a cool thing. Would this podcast idea basically is what it was? fly a lot i think it would for a little bit because sure people, people were awesome like the premises crowd, never get old no. if there's new new exactly. situations right crowd was awesome but uh I, yeah but i mean how many times can you go, hey guys come down and you know but if it was free every time and i don't know that the club wants to do that but drinks and food and stuff would help them but i don't know how many times yet either way uh that's the thing but uh i get to the end and, and matt the guy who owns the place was like you know trying to get us to do it again and he goes but you gotta let me know those videos because I think we're I think we're supposed to have some sort of permit or license to show that stuff, and I'm like I don't know, it's just movies. And he goes, those weren't just movies. So those were those were horrifying, like lawsuits waiting to happen. I'm like I warned everybody. He goes, you didn't warn everybody. You didn't warn them enough. And I'm like, we told people all week. He goes, not yeah. here at the club. And I'm like, I don't know what what like there's a disclaimer you had to drop down. And he goes, yes. He goes, that's like that's borderline turning this thing into a snuff house or a a strip club. We're not allowed to have that up there. I'm like, I think you can. How just, funny was it oh. when you went into it saying, all right, yeah. we can do the video thing. And 20 or... Well, it wasn't that uh, many. It was only two well, that I saw get up that I watched. There's 10 that went. I watched two storm out. But I think some of them went. To, oh, they're going to the leave? bathroom. I didn't catch that. I watched two people. It was pretty of, funny. There was one. Because you know, I even the, shouted out. I'm like, well, yeah. you can't leave yet. Yeah. You haven't even seen the test video. But a couple of them just jetted out. I didn't see many people leaving. I think a couple had to go to the bathroom. Like, oh, go yeah. right. I was shocked at how many people actually sat and watched them. Yeah, the whole, and, but it was so loud in there when that was going on, and hilarious. And we did, you know, comment over it. But I had every intention of having, you know, John Madden, and you know, and I thought it would be more of the, uh-uh. those videos stood alone more than I could ever imagine. Which means I'm desensitized. To the hor- horrible, you 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 got you helped me desensitize when we went through the forty in it. But yeah, the uh, I am yeah. We, Look away, Marion. And the fun part was uh, Brett and I went to Chico Malo on Saturday afternoon after we tested the videos at the club to see if everything was right. And then we sat and we had the list, and I'm like, ah, we got to cut this one. I think that's too many. Po-. And we're sitting there next to a table of older folks. We got to cut. We got. We've already got the tampon one, and then the guy with the scissors in his dick. I think we can cut out one of the <laughs> videos. And guys are sitting there eating their nuts. They're like, Chila Kila is going, what is going on at the table next to us? Scratching out a couple of them going, ah, really. And we were going to do the fish, the trout. Yeah. But I think it was Ooh. just it was just one too many of waiting to see the payoff. And the way that we had them lined up, ooh, man, it's a winner. That's, yep. a, that's a winner segment. We're sitting there at lunch, or, and it's just like, eh, it's too many scat videos. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. cut this Let's one. Cut this one. Yeah. I think, which one do we keep, the Koreans or the white people? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we kept the four girls in the tub, so it worked out nice. The opener of the girl, the one on the corner seat, was probably the most, uh, as far as afterwards, like, oh, my God. To me, that was the most disturbing. Yeah. Because it's... And 
I've yeah. heard that from a lot of people. Same. That was? That bothers it me was, the most. believe it or not. No, the grand finale. I nope. mean, the biking one. Fisting up to the elbows is so cartoonishly unreal to me, I can't relate to it. Somebody licking yeah, the you porta question yeah. that. I've never... The licking the porta I've lit. never been in a situation where I'm like, oh, yeah, the, f- the fist to your elbows thing. That seems so unrealistic, but I've been in a porta I've never been in a room... Where fisting is about to happen, where I'm like, I'm going to check out, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I went to the, down the down hall been, of those I'm sure I've been a lot closer to it than I knew with KDKB in the building. <laughs> I'm positive that that's why we don't have Christmas parties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost positive that Trips wandered into his bedroom and watched, you know, what looks like a semi-truck's pistons just pumping away. Party's over. Yeah, singing 21 Pilots going, all right, everyone out of the guest room. <laughs> Let me at that thing. Uh, uh, uh. And then he does it himself. But I've never been at the, I've been in a porta john. I know what they smell like. I've, I've seen the toilet seat of a porta john. That girl that licks the seat of a, a well used portable potty. Nice and slow. And yeah, goes up the, like curves the edge and then puts her head in and bobs for something and then comes up laughing is the hardest one for me to watch because I've actually, I can actually feel that one. All the rest of them were so unreal to me. It's like it's not real. Looking over a cliff, kind yes. of where I jump. Yeah, You're like oh man. Yeah, that's a long fall. I can relate to the feeling of my body being in a portage on thinking, "What if I fell in this? What if I touch yep. that? Po- I don't. I can't." But double elbows up to the. I I have no idea like where that starts. Like how to make your bee hole a butt ho- or yeah, your bee hole a beehive. <laughs> I don't know how you even get to that point. I don't know how it. So, it's fascinating all the sure. way until it get, every time that last drip gets. Oh, the drip oh. on the first that hornet's nest that's hanging out of that lady, and then something comes out of it like like your body's fighting back. What was like, that? You got to spit. I got to spit. And then the lady that smokes with her butt in the beginning of the video. I don't know if you guys catch it. She's sitting there going, "Ooh," she's trying to be sexy, and she just goes, "Sorry." It's like, what the? <laughs> why include that? And then warm she, up. Then she puts the cigarette in the spot. You shouldn't ever have fire. Clo- and th- and, and then it sucks the, it in. And it eats it. But she seemed all right with that. And like I said on stage, that is not the worst thing that's happened to that bee hole because of what she's capable of doing with it. It comes out on command. And Boba Fett came shooting out of there. Yeah. When, when yeah. When the, when the sandworms. Just when she thinks about it, she's like, watch this. And she can like, it's like, you know, those people that used to be on TV that could blow square bubbles and round bubbles. And she can do that with her body. <gasps> so those videos didn't didn't phase me. The girl oh, licking man. the toilet seat, which was the one like, if you can take this. All right, we're moving on. This is one that this is your tester. If this, if this one gets you, you need to leave. I found that that one was probably the one that I had the most trouble with. The worst part is, and I guess I can see your point now thinking about it, because you, you meet some broad at a bar at 2 a.m., that could be her, and you have no idea. Yeah, and she pops up with the glitter on her face yeah. and the Coachella backpack, mm-hmm. and she's having the time of her life. She went back out into the concert she was at. Probably made out with some dude. Made out with Because she's all guy. X'd out. And oh, that yeah. would have been the joke. Like, I, you should make out with that guy that won't stop bothering you, but go lick the portage on first. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. And then she did it. And then this poor dude. And the, Hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> you got a tampon in your mouth, lady. 
Hey, no, leave me alone. Your mouth is blue after yeah. kissing her. I mean, oh, <laughs> uh, she got in there. But yeah, the videos, yeah, Matt Coleman was like, I don't think we're allowed to do that. And I'm like, you need to look into the rules of your club. You should have told me. Should have told me. And he wasn't mad. He was laughing. He goes, I don't ever want to I didn't know bodies did that stuff. And I'm like, neither did I. But we get those every day. Every single day we have a couple videos. And that was the tame stuff compared to like the There was like the mutilation. We didn't put in there. Yeah, because yeah. it's just not funny. It's yeah. just pure mutilation. So thanks to our... That's that's 2023. I don't know. I think we started that kind of tamely a little last year, and then it really took off this year. Uh, very nicely done on the dark web videos that we get every year, and it's it's a crowd pleaser. I'll say that. It's it a good like, closer. Yeah, <laughs> we, and didn't even, we didn't even close I, with it because I was worried that you know it would just be a reason to exit. We had we had more afterwards, and that's the only way you're going to see those videos because I don't send them out. So no, unless right. you search them out yourself, right. Coming yeah. to the shows is the only way. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Well, look, if we do that again, maybe the videos pop up at the show you're at. Maybe they don't. we got to keep it special. <laughs> I think the annual end of the year thing. Like this like is a recap. A, a recap end of the year video montage is in order. In fact, uh, well, we can't because none of it belongs to us. I was going to say Brett should sell them, but just like on the side of the street <laughs> and and on his own phone. Like, hey, just come here. Come here. Hey, pal. Give me 20 bucks. I'll show you a lady's uh, beehive. What's a beehive? Come here, 20 bucks. Okay. Brett's beaded curtain, we're going to call it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a special evening. We had a blast there. And to the murderer in the front row, uh, you know, you sat in the front row of a comedy club and you were dressed as uh, uh, psychopath Elmer Fudd. You're going you're gonna to catch a couple of punches. <laughs> and he's sitting across from Jonathan Kite, who looks like Gomez Adams on his worst day. And he and I said, "Do you have to wear the ski cap the whole show?" And he goes, oh, "My hair's out of control." I'm like, "Look at Kite; he's on stage with that mop. It can't be worse than this." But yeah, I, I honestly do believe. And thanks to Stand Up Live and Coleman and all the people that everybody it was a you missed out if you didn't go, you missed it. And Jonathan Kite was right at the end. He said, "Dude, I honestly think if that was in an arena, we and this was the rep, we could take that show to like to like." huge places yeah it was good and it was a lot of fun and my favorite part is this when when uh funny people like that uh i watch that and i admire their selflessness i sat there with like three thousand different ideas in my head watching frank and kite go and i know they had the same thing when i was going and they w- never once stepped on the other guy's run and that's yeah, I've, I called it jazz. It's just this awesome thing where it's like, oh, I got a good line here, but Pablo's doing the Howard, so I can't, I'm not jumping in. And it was just awesome. It was so much fun. And I'm so happy it's over. Even Pablo. Oh, Pablo Francisco was controlled. Well, I did tell him before. I'm like, look, I'm <laughs> that's what was funny. Yeah, I'm your, I'm going to marionette you tonight because we can't lose you. But the fun part was we had, and thanks to my buddy Marty and Ryan and Jeff Barbary, they were, a lo- we had a live band playing like in between breaks and stuff and they were killing it and pablo came out and i'm like watch this everybody you can make him do whatever you want i said do some white snake and marty and the band went into white snake and pablo immediately left the building mentally and committed to white snake and sang he didn't know he was going to do it and went right into it and uh, frank i watched him (laughs) look at uh kite and we all put our mics down like well this is going to be a minute and frank looked at jonathan and said he's gone 
Because you can watch this dude disappear into the activity, and he started sweating profusely like he had done 30 songs that night. Pablo was under control. It was amazing. And if you went to it, I think, you know, it was so much fun. So thanks for everybody who showed up. And liquoring you up beforehand was the key because you guys were – that was a great audience. I was worried until I came out on stage, said the first thing, and heard the crowd reaction. And I'm like, we're going to be fine tonight. This is a lathered-up bunch. So next year's videos, Brett. Oh, no. Do, we they get, again? do they get better? Are there more? Are there? Oh, or does it just stop? There's plenty. Yeah. Will the world stop <laughs> filming itself in 2024? Please. I don't think so. No kid. I don't think. I don't think at one. I don't think in concert the world's just going to go. Everyone, put down your cameras and let's talk. I think there's going to be more. But those videos, man, wow. This guy says, I don't think I'd be able to handle the video part. I still haven't watched Two Girls in One Cup. Just knowing that it was enough for me, I've never attempted to watch it. That was that was that a was breakthrough. Too long. What? <laughs> that was a breakthrough video, though. Oh, it the was. For the day, yeah. The fact oh. that we can't talk pop culture anymore, as far as like watching shows, you have to be on the same page. Oh, are you watching Obliterated? No, I've seen one. Oh, I'm in episode six, so we can't really. But you bring up Two Girls, One Cup. You're pretty much in an 80% group that knows that reference. That is a reference almost everyone can can understand. Whether you've seen it or not. Even Omar, who emails and says, I've never seen it. He knows what it is. So you can reference it all day. References are harder than they've ever been. And that last one was one girl, one cigarette. Oh, well, that's what, yeah, because it was a play yeah, on that. Play so that. people know. But yeah, Two Girls, One Cup was the breakthrough that said, yeah, and then there was a lot of hold my beers after that. It's like, wait, that's nothing. Watch what we do with our feces. Ah, the, oh. hum- the human experiment. Every time you go to church and talk about how great God's creation is, just think of the dark web and realize, uh, he f- up an awful lot oh, of stuff. Oh, it's creative. He messed up an awful lot of stuff. And if he's all-knowing and saw that, if you really believe you're God of any, whichever one you believe, is an omnipotent, I saw the future, I know the beginning, middle, and end, and he saw this, and you got to think about it. At one point, back before the Jesus... He decided to uh, etch-a-sketch earth, erase everything, and start over because the behavior was so bad. How bad was it then that he decided to drown everybody and every living creature if he hasn't done it yet to us? I look at it as more, uh, you know, as all warning. You'll see. (laughs) Yeah, but think about what he was pissed off about back in, you know, zero. Yeah, to scratch it. Scratch. Noah, you're the last one. Everybody else, I'm, I'm at your sketch in the planet. Time to wash it. Yeah, and then I don't. That's that's where I draw the line. He said, and he flooded the place. That's it. What were they doing? And then he even said after that, suppose like you know, I'm not going to do it by water. Yeah, next again. time, next time, fire. <laughs> right, he announced. Piss me off again. I'm throwing fire. We still don't listen. And he, but, but where's his line? Yeah, he's got a good threshold. He does now, because back then, whatever they were doing was worse than what we're doing now. That, when he flooded the planet, if you buy into that nonsense, (laughs) when he flooded the planet, you have to think that group of humanity is worse than us. Oh, how? How? Do you think they look back and like, I wish we had video? (laughs) Oh, my God. If we had video of the original. Because that's nothing. The original humanity that God said. you guys are seeing now. Wipe it out. I don't want to watch another day of this. We were his dark web. 
We were God's dark web. Flood it. That's it. Flood it. Kill all of it. Even the fish? What did they do? Kill it. How do we kill the fish in a flood? I don't know. Do it. All of it. The birds, sir? Yes. Kill all of them. Yeah, save that guy. Not this one. Save that one. That and one. let him that get one. two of everything on a boat. I'll tell him how to build it. It'll be slow, though. <laughs> how bad were things that we're watching those 10 videos? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not even a religious man. It's time to close this shop. <laughs> you know, where's the fire? He's not wrong. I just want to know what was so biblically bad back then that made him etch a sketches and we're allowed to walk the earth in droves today with this going on. Or maybe he's like, ah, I might have overreacted. <laughs> you think? <laughs> First few commandments don't strike me as he's that type of guy to be that self-aware. Eh, you know what? I might have pushed a button a little early on that one. Well, let's see where they go. 5,000 years later. Oh, my butthole's out. No, that's not. There's more. I can take more. You want to talk about a guy who's desensitized. It's that lord of yours. It didn't work. (laughs) And he has to just close his eyes and go, oh, I'm seeing the future. And it is this creation of mine. I think he's busy working on a new planet. i got to start over over here. I'm not going to deal with them anymore. Maybe that was the problem. The people, that flood didn't happen. Well, I don't believe it. I, mean, I know. I mean, I know that's it was why it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, here but we go again. It didn't happen for the reasons that the book says. I mean, yeah. you know, when you get logical about it, there was just a hard thunderstorm in that area and it <laughs> yeah, flooded. flooded. The little lake got high and they thought they were the only people. And Noah was floating around on this boat he made with a couple of pigs. And it's a good story. We had tornadoes this past weekend. Sure. And if you can imagine, you know, you don't know that you're not the only 80 people on the You think you are the planet. We pissed off God. Yeah, well, we must have done something terrible. Yeah, weather used to be as used to be really mad at us. I still I remember golfing with that that lady, that charity lady, when she told me that the reason Katrina hit New Orleans and the reason that that uh, tsunami crushed most of Indonesia back in 2005 was because of all the gays. Another cleansing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what if the gays live where there's no water? Then what? Well, they'll get theirs. Wow. You think that he only... You'll see downtown yeah. Phoenix. Which is why God makes the gays move to those temperate climates. So he can hit them with hurricanes. That's it. No gay wants to live in Nebraska. That's why they all leave. They're coastal. It's the coastal gays. But uh, gays, if I'm you, I'm staying in Arizona. We don't have those giant weather patterns. If tornadoes started to mash up gay trailer parks, which that sentence in itself is gay trailer parks. You just started an idea. <laughs> the most beautiful trailer park in the world. Unbelievable. Then I'd be like, oh, maybe he is after him. That lady, dead, dead straight-faced in a golf cart, told me, well, that's the reason it happened in New Orleans. They've let the gay run amok. Like, you think he hit him with a hurricane? What about all the people who weren't gay? They weren't doing anything to stop it. What are you supposed to do? Anyway, it's your shot. It's a warning. Lunatic. We walked around New Orleans, and all we saw were men holding hands and women kissing. And like, matter of time before this weather front rolls through. <laughs> No kidding. Why not just strike him dead with like a potion or like a, a poison soup for just gays? It only poisons. Why does the weather have to sweep out a bunch of... Well, you have to get rid of some of the blacks, too. So we hit the Ninth Ward. I'm like, oh, I see. Okay, that's, that's basically what it was. But, yeah, it was uh, striking. The Chetisky fire was to get rid of all sure. the gay animals. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Rodeo Chetisky was like, we got a lot of deer out there that are... Twinking around, blowing each other. 
maybe it's time we lit this one up. A couple of gay hunters out there in the woods pumping it out. And God's like, that's it. Forest fire. Put a little lightning on that. I'm not a believer of that. I think that's absurd. But the book says he flooded the earth because we were misbehaving. What were we doing? I am a, I am a believer in a, in a, you know, for the most part. But I have questions. But I thought that was a little extreme That's, take yeah, on that it, is an extreme, That is an extreme movement of a guy who's in control of everything and supposedly saw the future. Then he would have known he, he was going to blow it up. Flooding the earth because of our behavior. All I want are the stories of the day before when God hit the button. That's it. It couldn't have just been Sodom and Gomorrah, right? There had to be some dark web stuff before the dark. Maybe they invented the internet first, and he had to flood that out. So the next group had taken. He needed a couple thousand years of break, yeah, and they had after, internet technology. Yeah, it was get rid of those aliens that brought it over to Egypt because he knows what happens when that goes down. The beehive or buttholes. I don't think any deity is for the. Now they have a new setup. Beehive. It takes three keys in order to reset. <laughs> Three keys. God, so Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. It's essentially this one dude, three arms. Vishnu has eight keys, and he can do it himself. Or she. I don't know what a Vishnu is. Anyway, I just, after watching those videos, I sit and think to myself, what, what is, what's around the bend? What would Alvar Holmberg, my grandfather, Swedish immigrant, think of humanity if he knew that was going on? He well, did. He, it didn't. Before your dad he, before he went, he thought it was oh on its way, was all gone. And your dad, who recently passed away, yep. you show him one of those videos. He would not believe human beings did that stuff. It did. It did oh, not I, in his. I brain, can't imagine. Not in his mind to think that a man would put his hand in, in another man up to the elbow, <sighs> let alone two guys. <laughs> I don't even know what his face was. I mean, I'd be, I, it would be hard for me not to laugh. Of at the course. Shock, but it would be complete shock. Yeah. Or maybe not. Merry Marian. Christmas, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. That reminds me of that time in Cuba. Like, he can't relate to that. He wouldn't have a story. He wouldn't lead on that yeah, way at all. Come on. I think your dad might say it for the first. What the f*** is this? <laughs> come on, Brady. Turn that off. But, yeah, the, uh, yeah. So, I don't know what's coming, but it ain't good. And then, of course, baseball got ruined over the weekend. And uh, Brett and I were talking about Shohei Otani. Man, if you have a child and you want to force it to do something to make your life easier, baseball is the answer. 100, uh, what is it, 10 years, $700 million. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting $70 million a year. And he's hurt. He's not even going to play. Yeah, he can only DH. He can't yeah. even hit. Or, uh, a pitch. He can't throw the ball for another year. So the first year he's getting seventy million is on the hopes that he recovers from that enough to be the player that should get 70, 70 million a year. Ryan Sandberg got a ten year deal from the Cubs years ago, a million a year, and it was the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now this is thirty five years ago, something like that, maybe a little longer, not that much. And everybody back then said this is the end, but nobody saw. A million a year turning into seventy million just three decades later. I mean, that's that's a fast leap. Well, yeah, I guess. And after the Sandberg, you know, there's numerous ones. Then when the A Rob thing hit, sure, two hundred twenty-five million for twenty-five years or you something. Thought, like that's that. it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Ten million a year. Are you crazy? Yeah. And that was the like nineties and early two thousands when they're like ten million for one guy. That's absurd. Craziness, and then he was getting 20. 25. Oh, nuts, you're out of your minds. 
Yeah, because he got his initial deal, and then he got that super deal, and then it turned you into You could like, buy so many jets. <laughs> right. You know, they're, they're doing the comparison of what they make. But $70 million for a guy who's hurt. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. And it makes you really think to yourself, why is anyone humping it on a roof or digging a, a fence post hole or... Teaching. Teaching. Throw the ball. Learn to throw the ball. Take your chances. Flood the market. I gotta, if I, it makes me, that's actually the only time ever. I'm so glad I'm incapable. I want to pump out a kid. I still, I'm thinking about maybe walking to cages at the orphanage and seeing which ones are lefty and kind of string beanie and maybe pull that little son of a drug addict out of the box and say, all right, you're coming home. You just hit the jackpot, kid. But guess what? We're doing it my way. You're going to stunt my mental development. Don't care. You're going to be a pitcher. I'll probably just turn to drugs. Well, you were going to do that anyway with the, with your DNA. Get out there, Dwight Gooden. Now get out there and start chucking the ball around here. We're also going to make a movie about you if it ever happens. If I go pro, there'll be a movie? Don't start getting your hopes up. I'm going to two-e this thing. You're going to get 25 grand max. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... Jesus, that when that came over, everybody was just texting like crazy. $70 million a year. Who's next up in, in baseball. baseball? I mean, it won't come close to that, but... It has to, though. 500, 600? No, he's at 700. I know. I'm yeah. saying he's the highest. I mean, I know someone will eventually think within two years top uh, that. No idea. No clue. I mean, this year you're going to have a guy... Like Blake Snell will probably get 50 just for being a pitcher now that this got signed. It's crazy. It's possible. It is crazy. So, yeah, you start, you're going to start seeing 45 and 50. Well, football did it, 50 million. Soccer does it. Soccer throws around billions. I mean, it's insane how much they pay people. F1 racing. F1 racing. Nobody even talks about the money that's in that thing. It's crazy. So, as you go to work this morning, just realize that, you know. Shoei's going to have a good Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Shohei Otani, and I don't know if he's some nutbag uh, Eastern philosophy guy who doesn't believe in Santa and Jesus, but I would start believing in Jesus because Christmas is going to be awesome for you. You are God, and they're going. And you know, I was talking to some people like Caliendo when I was saying they're going to make so much money streaming it back to Japan. The Dodgers are going to charge Japan because they go crazy for when their players are big deals. He's right. You're gonna, it's going to be 15 yen a game to watch Shohei pitch or play, and they're going to just crush the Japanese market with like paper pay per view on each game and packages and things. They're going to get their money back. But it's insanity. And how do the Diamondbacks compete with that? How do my newfound love of my Diamondbacks? How in the world do they compete with that? Uh, you know, I mean, you don't necessarily have to. I mean, look what look it's what true. the Dodgers had last year. It's a good point. They weren't just one player away. That's I mean, it just it was what it was. That's, That's very what the true. Diamondbacks did this year. That's yeah. what ends. Yeah. I mean, they did. They basically did it with a bunch mm-hmm. of youth and a good mix of people. And they did it in the last month and a half. Of the, well, not even that. Last in the playoffs. Yeah, they just got in. And the Rangers are a bunch of rookies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. How do you compete with it? You just compete with it. But you don't have to. I mean, there's pressure now to throw $40 million at, a, at an arm. I mean, look at the Yankees lately. I mean, they've, yeah, they've spent buying. big bucks and nothing. not paid off. That's a good point. I don't know. That's big. So if you were the guy who was like the prospect in high school, but you decided to start smoking weed instead, think about what you just did to yourself, dummy.
Toledo's in there hanging from oh from Toledo's left-handed right son that at an early age with his three-quarter delivery had professional athletes saying he's got something. Prof- former professional baseball players looked at him and said, "This kid's got a whip. It's natural. We can work with it." I don't think I want to play ball anymore, Dad. I don't want to be a model, <laughs> <laughs> a man model instead. I really like clothing. Put your passions aside, boy, and go get that money. The way to fund that clothing line you want to start is to throw that ball a little bit more. I wish my—I'm one of those kids that wish my dad would have pushed harder. He let me not play ball, and he's like, "Yeah, you're good. You can throw, but if you don't want to do it." And I think he was tired of playing catch with me. I think the bigger thing was it was his selfishness that made him like, "You don't want to play anymore? Good." Stop breaking my hand. My dad refused to buy a new glove. His glove was his childhood glove from the 50s and early 60s. And this thing was paper thin. I'd occasionally use it. You were bare hand catching the ball. And I could start to whip it up there pretty good when I started to get to be, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. You start throwing pretty hard. And he's catching them with the this it was a stra- it was a leather like a I don't even it was like a it was almost like a fruit roll up in his hand it was barely a thing it just it turned his hand brown and it and he would not get a new glove ah, I got this one just the way I want it I'm not playing baseball anymore I'll just use this this ancient old thing I think it was signed by like literally signed by Christy Matthewson like it was yeah. the oldest glove in the world well, same I, I wish I would have kept natural. my grandfather's yeah, it was yeah it was, it was Hobbs it was Wonder <laughs> Boy's glove that's yeah, what my uh, papal chick he had a a uh, couple of clubs that were just three fingers. Yeah, the old, the old, yeah. And we just go when we'd go over there in the summer for family dinners, or whatever. You'd pull those out. Used to be, you'd laugh throwing with these. There gloves. was no padding. Yeah, my dad was more advanced than that. It had the five fingers on the web, but it was, and he would do. I think when when it got to the point where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to play anymore. I, he was happy. I was. I busted his thumb once because his glove. He was catching barehanded. This thing, and I think when I told him when I was. We don't play catch anymore. It was the opposite of Field of Dreams. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? Last thing I want to do. No. <laughs> oh. He liked it up until it started to hurt. My dad was that guy that liked sports until you beat him. Like, we'd play basketball and stuff and never beat him, and then I started to beat him. You got to quit. We just stopped playing basketball. Like, what happened? You want to play horse? No. What happened? We used to play every day. No. I started winning. Ah. Go play with your friends. <laughs> Baseball started hurting his hand because that piece of paper he was wearing. Ah, play catch with someone else. I wish he'd have pushed me. I wish I had that dad that was like, all right, and just pushing me out of the car, kicking me out before it even stops. Get out there and throw the ball. But whatever. Turn off the goddamn Atari yeah, and get out there. 70 million a year. That's crazy. That's true. This guy, Nicholas, says the Diamondbacks tried. They got that eight-year, $111 million deal on Corbin Carroll. Putting their, it, he was a rookie. And they're like, put your claws in this one and dig down because we need to keep him. We need to get him now because a couple years from now, he's going to cost $60 million bucks. They got a, That's turned out – that is going to be an amazing contract come two, three years from now if he keeps doing this. And he'll hold out and get more, I'm sure. Pretty awesome. But, yeah, baseball got wrecked over the weekend. Uh, Brett, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? All right, wake up song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. We're going to be going on vacation, so uh, oh. 
I think we need to take Josh up in that order and and, and go up go up north. He said he'd teach us how to snowboard, to snowboard properly. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to waste your day. And he goes, I'd love to do it. Yeah, so I think that might we may have it. to do that. But uh, you know, if you're going to be heading up north now, you know, ski and snowboard season's here. So get get all your stuff tuned up right there at Action Ride Shop. Or if you need new gear. Obviously, it's a great Christmas present as well. Go to actionrideshop.com or go visit them over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. They're going to take care of you. On the list, we got uh, Disturbed Voices for Saturday's show, <laughs> Slipknot, Stone Sour, The Warning, Hatebreed, ACDC, Avenged, Ghost, Mudvayne, Ministry, Metallica, and Bad Religion. Uh, Voices is such a good song. Devil and I always gets me. Yeah, the Devil and I is what we'll go with since oh, our conversation right. about why... God etch a sketch the earth once, and he hasn't done it yet, considering we've turned our buttholes into beehives. I can't imagine that was going on when he did the Great Flood. What's going on down there? It's sodomy. The guy's butthole is a beehive. Yeah, I got to start over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you ever go to those paint. You've been with me, those painting things. Yes. Yeah, every girl's drug their husband or boyfriend. Or that. You go to those painting paint things. Night. Yeah, paint night. That's fun. But, you know, I've always... Dina, who runs the the painter's lounge downtown, gets mad because I've been to it a few times. And every time, I have one painting I finished. Otherwise, I just, you know, my Rolling Stones and I paint it black. Because once it starts looking like crap, I'm like, well, this is dumb. I'm starting over. John, don't, 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 why do you do that? Because it was garbage. Who cares? Me. So just the whole thing's black. So at the end of the night, everybody has painted the same thing. And they, they you know, do a class picture. And there's one weirdo in the back corner with a black piece of, of canvas. But that's kind of what God was doing. It's like when you're an artist and you're like, eh, this is no good. He just painted it black, started over. I just want stories of what was going on then that was worse than today that triggered that move. I need to go to a, you know, the diocese today. And I'm like, Who's in charge around here? So who's actually read the book? And then watch everybody go, well, I mean, in bits and pieces. I'm not, it's like Schindler's List. Who's seen the movie? Well, I've seen it, you know, not all at one sitting, but here and there. The one guy that's read the that's read the whole book and gets the thing and like what was going on when he when he launched uh, the flood Well, everyone was misbehaving. All right, I'm going to show you ten videos from my friend Brett, and you tell <laughs> me how it was worse then than it is now. Was everybody doing this? What is that? And then priest would be like, "Is that a beehive? No. Why would a man put a beehive at his bottom? And he's pulling it out." He's a flood again. Anyway, thank you, Brett. The videos were a hit. <laughs> and Brett went through an awful lot. <laughs> Soaking in that palm olive for a few days, going through those old videos. Man, that, that couldn't have been a fun assignment. I don't think I could do that a couple times a year. Man, yeah. that's you need to, You know what you need to do is just earmark them as you yeah. go. Yeah. I don't hand out a lot of assignments here. And I said, Brett, I need you to go through those videos. <laughs> he made that face like, oh. Everybody thought you were high, by the way. Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Your demeanor on stage no. was that of a high man. Mm-mm. I know. So Brett doesn't partake? He no. was fine. He's just laid back, man. A couple <laughs> of pops, maybe. Yeah. Maybe You weren't blasted no. by homies. No. no, absolutely not. Not your behavior. They just thought Brett looks really comfortable. He's he's stoned to the BG. No. See, we're sitting next Naturally, to Brady, maybe. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. that's normal, though. Yeah. It was just like, you know. <laughs> that was fun. So it's like we do every morning yeah, during the Brady Report. So. We feel high while Brady's talking because yes. it's like an acid trip or a mushroom dance. <laughs> Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 
still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. We roll on. More teachers telling me they've quit. <laughs> I don't know how many I've done. I, my, honestly, Brady, we're going to need a bigger funeral hall when I die because all these unknown people. I, I'm, I'm like the field of dreams for the educators. Just a line of cars of former teachers who have quit because I told them to. Line, lining the banks of Tempe Town Lake, <laughs> right, just, just, shooting arrows into your floating. Amazing. Do it. The flame. If it wasn't for him, I'd still be pushing math at those prick kids. Maybe we should have a Red for Red party. A big red for red yeah. party. All the teachers that have quit. Yeah. Drink free. It's not a bad idea. Because now they're fun when they drink. They're not doing it out of sadness and misery. <laughs> now they're celebrating. Yeah. A failure pile of sadness is no longer what they bring home from work. They're just happy. <laughs> Working at Boeing and stuff. Yeah, that's the one lady that was like, finally... I can drink at work, working for Southern. <laughs> right, you know, Southern Wine and Spirits. I can take. Some, I don't get in trouble. I can take something home from work that I want. Uh, also on Shohei Otani, got. I'm with you on this one. This one, man. My friends and I used to joke that we could invest together on ten kids from the Dominican Republic, all the lefties, knowing that one is going to make it. And now it seems like we blew it. We should have done that. Uh, Devin says, "All right, Holmberg, that's it for me. No more banging fat white chicks. They're easy." <laughs> Let them chase what they chase. I'm out. From here on out, nothing but Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Venezuelans, and Dominicans. They're going to make me rich with a baseball, soccer, or cartel kid. Either way, daddy's getting some cash. Don't forget to throw in the Chinese and Japanese. Koreans, actually, not the Chinese. Chinese don't have any good players. Yeah, Koreans, know. Japanese. Start phoning those, too. Sorry, fat white ladies. You're not producing enough lefties. Very rarely in the crowd when they're like, and there's, there's his mother. Yeah, she's never a big, you know, honey boo boo mama. She's a normal looking white lady. Dominican, forget it. I say, wait for uh, one of those terrible, you know, like a hurricane to crush over the DR, and then Sean Penn that thing. Head on over there, walk through the rubble, and start taking some needy kids who are orphaned up. Cut the bottom out of a milk. Maybe that's jug his and... whole deal. He was just on a scouting mission every time he <laughs> yeah. does that. If Sean Penn ended up, well, that's what I think Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were doing, and none of them have mapped out. Maybe still a little hope for a couple, but Maddox was their first to like. He's left-handed. He's from somewhere else. This is going to be our. <laughs> it's the right move. The right move. No more making these uh, weak, need little, you know human being degenerators you know you've got your another good thing i did was not pass on the the weaknesses of my body to another generation survival of the fittest kicks in you shouldn't be passing on these weak genes it's the way it used to work back in the day when cavemen the strongest would procreate i remember i forget the comedian who said it a long time ago it's like glasses that's the thing that keeps that makes darwin spin in his grave because back in the olden times if you had bad vision, you got eaten by something. So they only passed on the power gene of twenty twenty vision, and that would have been a, we'd have been a super race of people. Oh, easy with that. It, what, no, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> had it not been for glasses, now the next thing would have been what, what Brett was thinking. I was going to say, had it not been for the Jews, and that's not what. Had it not been for getting, I didn't yeah, say medi- that. medical advancements and glasses stopped us from having superhumans. We were on our way. 
It de- our development slowed because of medicine. It just kept us alive longer and kept the weak going. If just the strong ones that would have survived, we'd have perfect vision. It would have gotten better. Probably been seen like deer by now. You pass on those weak genetic characteristics, and the next thing you know, we got a bunch of, oh, we've got exactly what we've got. I see it. A bunch of chubby, weird, poorly sighted, you know, diabetics with bad hearts that are going to live to be 90 somehow because we just pill them up. So going over That is there, interesting. I wonder, has vision gotten worse of over course. the years? Well, that's, that's a different talk. Cavemen... Yeah. The people with bad vision didn't live. No dude was squinting away at tigers going, what is that? They're, not long they weren't. Only the dudes with perfect vision. They could have from five feet away. <laughs> right, right. It was a little late by the time Mr. 20, over, Mr. 20 over 300 was like, oh, crap, that's not a rock. I'm done. No Ray Charles, no but, uh, Stevie. Yep, that's right. But, well, it's a good point there. We lost that. But what would we have gotten in return? Probably something even super, more super. I don't, I don't know. Perfect vision, you know. You look at what happened to the Aborigines back in Australia. That was a group where it was survival first, and they didn't have, you know. That's true with everything, yeah. Massive. The and what did they introduce? The whitey, white man came by, starts throwing sugar and starch and alcohol at them, and now they're pigs. <laughs> Pictures of those people back in the day. My God. Perfect. Like strength making more strength by procreating with strength. I'm not saying we need a super race. We would have been human beings as a species would have been a super species. Let's say that. Okay. If it wasn't for the Jews. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. A little. Uh, Brady, it's time now for you to give us all the news that only we uh, think we know. Did a great job the other night doing your stories. And even Brady. Uh, the one, moment, my, one of my favorite moments tonight was Brady started to flub the story. And the crowd goes, oh, oh. And I'm like, it's real, people. You think we make this up? It was great. It was a great night. Uh, anyway, uh, it's brought to you by our friends over at Hooters. And, of course, you can go to Hooters. It's football night. Football is always Monday night. What's the game tonight? It's two. Miami. Oh, that's right. They got two tonight. Why are they doing two? I don't know. Miami, Tennessee, and Green Bay, somebody. And another. Another one. Not Green Bay in Minnesota, is it? No, Minnesota no, they won played that it. thrilling 3 nothing game. Oh, yesterday. that's right. Wow. Football's in trouble. I try, you know, without the Steelers' miserable game Thursday and the Cardinals weren't playing, and not like I watch them, I just keep an eye on them. I tried to watch football. The refs are so involved. And did we have any of those games last year? Uh, like 3 nothing or 6-3? to three? Yeah, 6 nothing last week, 3 nothing yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's been two weeks in a row. The, the, I don't think there was a... Game I mean, last year that Packers Giants. It's tough, man. Packers Giants. Yeah. That's unwatchable football, except for Devito. Devito, hey, how you doing? That hand gesture's awesome. Anyway, hey, you get. You know, the only way to do it is to throw some beers in your gullet and have some wings. Make that game a little bit better. How about uh, you go there uh, for the game tonight, or just for lunch, or maybe just lunch and dinner? Uh, you can do that Monday through Friday, eleven to two. Get two dollars off any ten piece wings, fish and chips, and salads. Uh, lunch punch cards. Get double punched on Tuesdays. Uh, that's tomorrow, though. And watch the game with uh, us tonight. Football special starting about 6 o'clock, only at Hooters. Brady reporting. Good Monday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Happy National App Day. Nudity. The, uh, nudify. A couple of baseless fun facts. The Smurfs were created in 1947 as a minor character in a comic book in Belgium called 
Johan, and Peewit. Now it's a rap duo. Maybe. It's the latest from Johan and Peewit, yo. Another one. Kid and player back together? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kid play Johan and Peewit. DJ Khaled! I know you know this one, John. Maybe Brett, here. before Paul Schaefer was David Letterman's band leader, yeah. he co-wrote the song. It's Raining Men. Yep. Don't get him fired up, Rich. Figures. He went over and started playing with the dog. <laughs> it's... <laughs> You know, and that's the funny thing is, as long as Paul Schaefer's been alive, everybody thought he's been gay, and he's not. He's not. No. Oh, stop! I know. Kate, <laughs> stop it, Brad. Uh, Paul, uh, gay? No, Dave, not gay. All right, I gotta look this up. James yeah. Dean only women starred around him all his life. What? Yeah. James Dean only starred in three movie movies before he died in the car crash when he was twenty-four. Yeah. Giant. Yep. Uh, the Rebel Without a Cause. Yep. Forgot the third one. Uh, East of Eden. East of Eden. There you go. Sorry. And one of them, he was in the middle of it, he died, right? Did he make it through all three films? He made it through those three films. and then I don't get the whole thing with him. I mean, like, again, three movies and it, it came he's an a legend. I yeah. recently rewatched the movie Giant. It is long. He's different. Like, you see the difference between the way people acted, Rock Hudson, and, you know, it's they were old-style actors who told you that, you know, it was loud. And he was, the he was like, subtle, very powerful on a screen because he wasn't yelling the lines like all those other vaudevillian-trained guys were. It, it was different. So from that perspective, I get it. But, man, it does seem like if he didn't die... He'd have probably been doing movies like De Niro, like Bad Grandpa 3. 32-year-old Heather Wright walked into a jewelry store in Alabama last Wednesday, told everyone happy holidays, then pepper sprayed him. It was bear spray, Peppermint which is even them, uh, stronger. It happened at a place called Jeff Dennis Jewelers near Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, she was there to rob him, but didn't, <laughs> it didn't quite work out how it planned. How she planned it. She walked in wearing a hoodie and a mask. Again, said, happy holidays. I don't want to hurt y'all, but I am. Then started bear spraying the employees. Wow. Thankfully, they're all okay, but Heather isn't. The owner of the store pulled a gun out and shot her in the <laughs> oh, shoulder. Jesus. <laughs> Good, Good guy with a gun stops a bad thing. Good. Take that, gun rights weirdo. Heather yelled, I don't want to die. Dropped her purse and ran off. Cops tracked her down at home a few hours later. Took her to the hospital. She won't be having a happy holiday. That is, you know... She'll be in jail. Little subtle aside in that story, though. I think it would be a good idea if the cops switched to peppermint spray for the holidays. <laughs> Just right now, if, you get, if you're a bad guy, you get the pepper spray, but it's got a nice minty flavor to it, so at least you get the taste of Christmas in your eyes. There's a 17-year-old boy that just became the youngest to pass the California bar exam. Four years ago, at the age of 13, he started high school and simultaneously enrolled in a four-year program at Northwestern California University School of Law. He said, I aspire to become a prosecutor because I'm driven by a moral obligation to uphold liberty, equality, and justice in society. He's a superhero. Who's saying this? Assuming this kid in California, 17 years old. 
Oh, the graduate kid? Yeah. As soon as, uh, hopefully that works out. Not like this other child prodigy in China. He's being criticized for sitting around doing nothing. He's in an, appar- an apartment that his parents are paying for. Wait, this guy? The, the graduate ch- kid? This is another child prodigy in oh. China. Well, huh? There's two child prodigies. <laughs> I was saying the first one is graduated from law, USA. and hopefully he doesn't tur- turn out like this oh, other prodigy in gotcha. China. I missed that sentence because it didn't get said. But the other part. So there's a guy in America who's Chinese who passed the bar at 17. Close. He lives what in California. He? But what is he? Um, it doesn't oh, say. Oh, he lives in California? Yeah, he lives in California. He went to UCLA? He went to the Northwestern California University School of Law at the age of, well, he graduated high school at 13. He's Chinese. Give me a picture of this kid. I, could, I will place $20 on the fact this kid's got to be Chinese. The other is now 28 years old, but he was a child prodigy in China, and all he's doing is sitting around in an apartment doing nothing and criticizing his parents for forcing him to be on a fast track that bypassed his childhood. He started college at the age of 10 and was a Ph.D. candidate and applied mathematics at 16. But now he's 28. He relies on his parents to support him. He says they owe him this. See? Because they imposed their dream on him when he was young. Maybe they erased his childhood. But you're erasing your 20s by blaming it on them. So do something you want now. You know, go be a doctor or whatever it is for those five or six years and Earn the money that makes it so you can do what you want to do. Quit saying it's their fault and it's too late. You're 28 years old. And the kid, find him, Brett, 17-year-old kid passes bar. No way he's white. Oh, yeah. He's Chinese. No. You think white, kid? white? No way. Chinese. From, China. from, the, Asian. Quota, from the quote alone. I'll say Asian. He's white. from California. Asian. 100% white. <laughs> All right. Asian. Liberty, equality, and justice in society. No. No white kid says that. 100% I'm going white. with Toledo. Or, or he has a Star of David somewhere on his, on his <laughs> nope. label. Chinese actor! <laughs> Peter Park. His last name Park, and you guys thought he was white? Uh, did you say no, that? No, I didn't. I no, know. I didn't. Oh, okay, I didn't hear anything. I was going to say. If I, maybe that's why it bumped into my head that he was Chinese. There he's getting sworn in. He's tall. He's like Yao Ming. No white kid wants to go, liberty in the pursuit of a 17-year-old kid. Like, Where's my weed, Dad? I want to be a model. Hey. <laughs> it's true. That's what they all do. I don't want to play baseball anymore. It's stupid. Park, he's, he's Japanese, right? I said Park, Asian. Yeah. I just want to. I don't know what it is. Park doesn't Park's matter. Japanese. Park's Chinese. It's not. I don't know. Park's, like Yamamoto Park's was Japanese. Well, yeah, Park's, Park's, Park. He was, he was Park's Korean, Korean, right? Yeah. Korean. Park might go a little Chinese, a little Korean, but not Japanese. There's a guy on both TikTok. way off base. And way to I go, you it, supremacists. Supremacists? I'll right I now, was lifting no... people up. <laughs> no, no, you were assuming that no other kid but a white kid could have done this. And I'm telling you right now, spelling bees and graduating uh, law school early, Chinese or Indian? <laughs> Mark my words. There's a guy on TikTok who's, who makes videos where he cooks elaborate things in hotel bathrooms. So he posted a video last week. He makes garlic shrimp inside the plain bathroom. Uh-huh. Right yeah. You ready for this? Come on. You can't smoke a Marlboro in there, but you can smoke a, a brisket? Yeah. I mean, what the sure. hell? He cooked the uh, garlic shrimp. Ugh. He smuggled a couple of batteries 
on the plane. So we got that through TSA. Car batteries or? Um, no, I think they're, they're uh, six-volt batteries. You can they're smuggle drug those. Drug stores. Yeah. It doesn't need to smuggle. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't you stuff know, in his ass for you fun. You can carry that batteries on? Yeah, you're fu- no, you you're... can buy them wherever you land. But like even in well, your. Well, no, uh... he did it on the flight. But oh, that's the point. Gotcha. Like, isn't your computer battery, and they just make yep. a, they send it through separate? Say it's all computer stuff. Well, he used them and wired them to an immersion beverage heater, and got it hot enough that the raw shrimp only needed a few minutes to cook. <laughs> then he added instant mashed potatoes to the shrimp and water in the sink for extra flavor. Oh. <laughs> Topped it off with garlic Jesus butter. Christ. And then put the whole thing in the barf bag as the... uh, Unused, I assume. Unused. Can't smuggle the fork in. So they show him sitting, enjoying it. He's scooping it with his hands. Eating out of the barf bag. Now, what airline? What what country (laughs) was this? (laughs) I don't know. You're not wrong. Should we guess? (laughs) Asian? Uh, No way. I'll say, uh, I think this might be a white guy. I think so. That's some yeah. Billy. Is there a name? Um, there is not. Damn it. It's Peter Park again. Billy Joe Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> well, there Just is a little Google search there. man makes garlic okay. shrimp on plane. Oh, it's the first thing. Man cooks and then shrimp on plane. Yeah, where's the, the picture of him? The autofill. What's his name? I'm pulling it up. It's gone viral. He's white. He had little computer batteries. He's, he's working. At, he's probably a meth head, too, because he can take batteries and make an oven out of it. Uh, he's white. He's white. I'm good at this. He got in trouble. He's on a no-fry list now. Oh, Thank you, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Son of a Really? Jesus. <sighs> Sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. He's right. That's right. I'm staring holes through you right now. I see you. How, how long did you sit? Huh? <laughs> I, I wish that guy would have killed you. Death stale. There's the oh fat guy God. that made oh, that. That's yeah. exactly what I pictured. It's a dirtier version of Neanderthal. I'm going spirit. <laughs> Doesn't matter what airline yeah. that gate. Oh, that's even worse. He was using yeah. a sink on a spirit. Oh, <laughs> man. That is, I, I was going to say big, ugly, chunky, white guy, but I just uh, said white. And I was... Sorry, Doug Hopkins, but you've let yourself go. <laughs> he is. He is. But look at the hair. He's Doug's brother. That, yeah. He's that Doug's, right there. Doug's brother that always needs oh, money. Is Doug. Yeah. Doug. Dude, I'm low on money. Yeah. Hey, Doug, it's your brother again. How come you never funnel any of that in my direction? Oh, he's on Delta. Wow. That's not bad. Oh, those are big batteries. Oh, those are those Railvacs. Super batteries. I keep these in my ass. He puts the changing table down and made some garlic shrimp in the sink. And the worst part is some dude's sitting there waiting to drop a deuce, and this guy's in here cooking. You know what? Cooking. I'd rather have garlic shrimp smell than what that guy's going to <laughs> That is just weird to think. To do. You're so fat that that's your life is to... Feel better in the barf bag. Your barf bag shrimp. In the plane. It just doesn't make oh. sense to me that you're that gross. Yeah, it's Hopkins. It's 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 Doug Hopkins' cruddy brother. Man, Doug's the successful one, and this is the guy that shows up at Christmas. That's and goes, Patrick I, Hopkins. Yeah, I ain't drinking this year. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first year I'm not going to drink, Doug. All right, you say that every year, and you end up face down in my backyard. I swear, Doug, I'm going to be good this year. 
How come you never give me to these houses? Does this guy have like other videos where he's cooking? I'm Dan Hopkins. <laughs> Let me buy your Kia. <laughs> Why don't you buy something off of me? Oh, yeah. He, look at him. He's making a hungry man and a greyhound like this pig. There's Toledo's Thanksgiving dinner. Nope, not Salisbury steak. <laughs> okay, stop. Brady's going to get excited that this Ooh. dude has, has Ginsu technology to open the cellophane off of a hungry man. Last week, this guy in Brooklyn uh, was playing a scra- okay. scratch-off game. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. no, don't more. No more of him. Turn it off. Wayne Murray, Stakeums. <laughs> Tuesday, scratched his ticket, the New York Lottery's 200X scratch-off game, won $10 million. Nice. Last year... But he's Mexican, though. He took the lump sum, <laughs> 6 mil. It's the second time he's won. Last year, he won another $10 million He's done in the 10... black titanium game. Same place. You won $10 million, you keep playing scratchers? Thirty bucks to play uh, both games. Yeah, he did. He won six million last year. Goes to the same place. Uh, it's a gas store uh, with a convenient with food and stuff. <laughs> they call those convenience stores. Yeah, <laughs> a gas store with a convenience store. <laughs> yeah, the gas store with the food and stuff. <laughs> it's a big sign. <laughs> I was looking for it. It's like there it is. H and A Gas and Convenience, and uh, bought both of them. Same guy, the guy that owns that store is pretty good Same for him because he got... Heck yeah, that guy's getting a kick. Yeah. Wow. His name was uh, Hassan Nabil. <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> and we say it's a stereotype. We've got to stop. Apu can't be Apu. I know. Yeah. That's the guy. Oh, I get it. That's 12, 12 mil in... Two years. Two years. That's pretty awesome. They posted the odds of them. It's ridiculous. Hey, what just happened, guys? I just tuned in, but about five minutes ago, all of Phoenix just went, oh, come on, at the same time. <laughs> that was no fry list. That's exactly when that happened. <laughs> A collective sigh heard across Phoenix. Ugh. Yeah, I got up for this. Little stock stocking stuffer idea or Christmas idea. Tums has come out with a nice designer <laughs> Nick Bentle purse. It's designer designer bag. It's two hundred dollars while supplies last. Um, they went on sale on Friday this past Friday. So if you want to get in on it, NicholasBentleStudio.com. Look at that beautiful purse. Oh, it it is a literal bucket of tums, <laughs> only with a chain on it. Okay. By the way, I just got the first line of the new promotion. I'm Dan Hopkins, and I want you to buy my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's cruddy brother. I've introduced my brother, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Holmberg, how much you got in your pocket right now? I'm going to run over to that uh, gas and stuff food store. Oh, the convenience store? Whatever. Mr. Know-it-all. Hoity-toity. I got uh, a pretty video. Okay. This is why I like watching soccer games for the interviews afterwards. Okay. Oh. It's a lovely young lady interviewing a, what looks to be a coach. That guy's not in shape enough to play. Oh, whoa. The ball just smashes her right in the face. Oh, man. That is a that is full frontal. Balls to the face. 
şahalımızda. Man, yeah, she keeps the mic right where it's supposed to be. She's a pro. He doesn't move. Good. It's a soccer field. What do you expect? Flying objects. Enter at your own risk. I like that one. That's it? That's it. Brett, you got anything? No. Oh, he's we're, good. We're we probably going to be uh, resting for the end of the year. <laughs> I'm done. Now, we may get one in there before oh, nice the end. exhale but, yeah. compared to what we've had to sit through. I don't blame you, Brett. I wouldn't want to look at those anymore. Uh, can we do a Nirvana cover song, by the way, of Smells Like Spirit Airlines? I think that's a pretty decent idea. Thank you for that, Kyle. Uh, there you go. That's your Brady Report. Guadalupe Replay coming up next. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. All right, it is that time on a Monday morning. The final What Would Brady Do of 2023. So solving life's little issues for somebody at the end of the year and hopefully bringing them into the new year in a better condition. Before we get to that, again, another opportunity for us to say thanks to uh, not only everybody who showed up Saturday night at the Holmberg After Dark, but uh, Stand Up Live for helping us out, Bud Light uh, for bringing that uh, party to us in the first place. Our buddies at Lerner and Rowe kicked in a bunch of money for uh, charity. Uh, it's just a nice thing, just a good event. And again, for charity, that's just so we don't do things and forget why we're here. Uh, but it was also really nice to just kind of let loose, cut loose for the end of the year party. So thanks, everybody showed up. Also, last night, uh, Precision AC and uh, Aaron Plumbing and uh, NewACUnit.com had their Christmas party. And uh, the kings of said companies, Eric and Bodie Bryan, had us out to the Churchill last night for a party, which was also awesome. Uh, and so thanks to them. For that, it was pretty fun being downtown as much as I was and seeing the downtown area go crazy. But Saturday, something happened, and I think I told you guys about it, that made me think, all right, well, the future is upon us. I'm, I think it was 2nd Street, going down 2nd Street right around Adams, and it's two lanes, one each way, and there's cars parked on the side, so it's kind of narrow. And this one guy's parked ready to parallel park into an open spot somebody's pulling out of. Behind that guy was a Waymo, and they're heading north. I'm heading south, and I'm coming towards them stop, saying, oh, that guy's going to parallel park. That's why that's because, you know, when something stops like that, you're like, what's going on? So I'm heading south, and as I'm heading south, the Waymo pops out of the lane it's in, ghost car, and tries to pass the parallel parker. And I'm coming up, and it stops, honks at me, and then gets back in its spot. (laughs) To warn. I don't know. It, it, but it was being an asshole. The way it was had in, attitude. It was in my lane, and this ghost car honked at me like, Mank, and then pulled back like I had done something wrong because I kind of slowed way down. And I think it, I think the Waymo thought I gave it the go ahead, and I didn't. But you did the right thing. You you, you don't want to fight a Waymo. Plowed through the ghost car, made a move, is what I did. <laughs> you Waymo. They're getting a little uppity these Waymos. I think it's time we put them back in their place. So I'm going to mash some steel into a Jaguar later today with one of those weird hats on. Five across the grill. Yeah, five across the front of that Jag. You honk at me, ghost car. F*** you. It was the weirdest Was it the porky's horn? No, it, didn't, it did not have a, no. It didn't have a wacky horn. It wasn't cartoons, although that would have been hilarious. All right, buddy. Get out of the way. 
<laughs> That's better. Yeah. But it honked, and I'm like, the, the, the Waymo honked at me. Because the dude that was going by, he wouldn't have done it. I wasn't doing anything. The Waymo just like, lane, car, car, and lane, bank, bank. Little Those are, are weird. tight streets. Yeah, but come last on. night. Yeah, that Waymo should have. should have stayed in its yeah. lane. We're training them to kind of. It's Has no one seen Short Circuit? Nine that five alive. It's making its own decisions. I don't trust these sons of bitches. What a dick. Yeah, the guy's a damn. I got out and go, let's Waymo. go, bro. Let's go. <laughs> little road rage. You got nobody to shoot. There's going to be an event. Pretty soon there's going to be two barrels coming out of the front grill. <laughs> little, yeah, have a little grease style. slide coming yep. out of the back. Move from my leg. Get out of the Waymo's way. Maybe he's on to me because I keep picking on him. I bully Waymo's. By the way, if you got nothing to do later today, drive around downtown and bully Waymo's. What you go by and you make sure it's a ghost car. If somebody's in it, they, you can't bully them. Well, you can, but it's just bullying a person. You bully a driverless car. It's a blast. Like you can get in front of them, and just stop for no reason, and they stop. And then when they try to pass you, you go, and they get like, they're so confused. If I do it, I'm. Uh, it's only during the day. I don't trust them at night. There's something <laughs> creepy about them. <laughs> That's creepy all day. They're Christine. <laughs> bully a Waymo. It's take t- take an hour out of your day and bully a Waymo. I, you know, I, you know, I learned the idea from kids. I was on a walk. I, my friend's about a mile from my house, and I was dropping something off at his house, so I just walked uh, my dog Jack Ham over to the place. So Jack and I are walking, and these kids were like, there it is! And this kid's on a little motorized scooter, and he goes around, and they come around the corner, and they're all walking slowly in front of a Waymo that's trying to go down the street, going like one mile. Like, ah, it's hilarious. Waymo goes by him. Get it! And they, they ran down Montebello, and they're going the other way, and this Waymo's coming out. They know where it has to come out, like one exit. That's why they started the horn. Right. They're honking. Like these kids are they're getting in front of it, and Waymo's kind of moving and then stops. The Waymo stops and like crosses its arms, like, all right, boys, how long are you gonna do this? And I'm like, that's fun. Bullying a Waymo's fun. And the worst part is if there's a, there's actually somebody in the back seat, like a ferret, right. and this, these dick kids are oh. making the car go like one mile an hour. Bully a Waymo with just a dude oh, in the back seat. That's, oh, that's the best part. Great idea. Yeah, bully a Waymo. It's a, it's, you know, again, if you got some time to kill, and I have some during the day, I might do that a little later today. I got a meeting, <laughs> I got a couple things to do. Like three o'clock, my day clears up. Uh, I'm going to bully some Waymo. Uh, right now, Brady's going to solve your problems. Uh, what would Brady do is brought to you by Mo Money Pawn. Uh, you get over there, MMP guns uh, right there at Mo Money Pawn, 12th Street and Indian School, and you get all the gifts you've ever imagined for Christmas. And uh, it's Byron's uh, and Jesus' birthday special. If you ask Byron, hey, you're my Jesus here at MMP Guns. Can I get a little Byron birthday special? 10% off. Wow. Just for mentioning it. If oh, what Bi- a great if Bi- guy if, he I, is. I know. That's what I say. If Byron says that's okay. All you got to do is mention the Byron birthday special. That's it. <laughs> Lovely. MMP Guns, 12th Street and Indian School right there with Mo Money Pawn. And maybe the guy said maybe it was a thank you. Maybe the Waymo thanked you. So they can create certain things like a thank you uh a, like a, instead on the horn, it says, thank you, my apologies, like that kind of stuff. George Carlin said that 40 years ago. He wanted cars to come equipped with little message boards on the back. Right. And he said, because then you could yell at somebody and, you know, he said, oh, you pass somebody and get in front of them, put on the message board that says, you drive like old people, f- slow and sloppy. <laughs> like, that's great. We're getting there. Uh, are you ready, Brady? Ready. This one's interesting because it's... All right, we'll get to this. 
We'll start. Uh, I got three good ones. I want my uh, dear Brady. I want my stupid deadbeat husband to disappear. I watch nothing but Dateline and Killer Spouse News. <laughs> I'm jealous of all of the people on those shows. I want him dead. I'm never going to actually do it, but it wouldn't bother me. But I'm stuck, and here's why. Ready? He's a ridiculously large man, and he's ruined me for any other men. At least 10 inches. And, yes, size matters. I feel ruined. I feel like everything down there is useless unless it's someone like him. But I find him to be a loser. Do I like him? Sure. Could I stay? I guess. But do you think I could ever be with another man who wants me who's not 10 inches or more? I'm too damaged, right? Pauline. Yes. <laughs> not only that, stick with your man. You're also a mental basket case. You're yeah. a murderer in training. <laughs> yep. Got the boner tunnel there, not even the garage. <laughs> yeah. man. Man. Uh, yes, size does matter. Not only for men, but for women. And you are hauling around uh, the two-meter hole that Luke had to shoot into to blow up the Death Star. <laughs> Just like shoot one. So, Start yeah. smoking down there. Yeah, yep. Either turn it into a novelty act. <laughs> We need one. We need a couple for the next time. Or just accept the fact you wrecked it. You own it. You you broke it. You bought it. That's yours forever. Now the search for a ten inch man. Good luck. They're not that often. As uh, blacks dot com. That's right. Go to blacks dot com. And even then, that will be disappointing most of the time. He wrecked her. You wrecked yourself. Let that be a lesson, because if you move on, you're also uh, similar to a story last week. You'll be going to an adult shop with your husband. He'll be mad at you for <laughs> that's way too big. <laughs> he needs to go back in there. You need to park your mini inside that three car garage. Also, um, you're crazy. You're an insane person with no confidence. I don't know for certain that any of the ladies we're with have been with a ten incher in the past, but. If we don't know, it doesn't matter, right? Every girl's got out that. of sight, every, out of mind. Yeah, every, but if it was destroyed that much, it'd be like the Karshner Caverns. You'd, you'd know, know. You'd, you'd know, know, and yeah. yes, you would leave. Yeah. If you're banging off the sides and you're playing pinball and you're falling off like a boat's rocking, but more importantly, you watch murder shows and hope your husband dies. It has less to do. I with, would knock that off. Yeah. Well, sure. It would have less to do with your tattered Arby's yeah. than it is your mental state. That if he's dead, what? If he's dead, what are you going to do? You still have that big you, Montana. Yeah, you got that bashed up. You got that bashed up. <laughs> you have the meats. <laughs> but if you do move on from this guy and he passes away, first off, people are going to look to see if you killed him, and second, uh, there's there's always the back door if you're worried. Uh, he's probably wrecked that too. That though. dude's probably destroyed yeah. that because he's tired of banging around yeah. inside that. Another beehive. That warehouse she's hauling around between her thighs. <laughs> it says Amazon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a fulfillment center. <laughs> but nobody's fulfilled. Anyway, I wonder what she does at that time of the month. Just like a pair of tube socks and a <laughs> drain snake, or I don't know what's going on in there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for that really wonderful, beautiful letter. Pauline. Uh, Dear Brady, do you think a gift for Christmas is okay for a guy I got rid of last year? I dumped him. It was not bad, but I don't want to be with him. He definitely still wants me, and we talk a lot, and he's in my life because he's so good with my kids. But would a gift be a mixed signal? I want to keep him in my life because, like I said, he's great with my kids, and I feel like I owe him for watching them all of the time and being there for me. What do I do, Sarah? 
You demonic. <laughs> yeah, you're a horrible person, too. You're, you're, hanging, you're making this guy cling on to you. Do you realize what you're doing? Put him out of his misery. Yeah. He's in love and with I your kids, this guy, too. Like, you see what's happening? Yeah. She's milking you. And he's thinking to himself, she still needs me in her life. She's going through some stuff. But, I mean, I'm so good with her. She's never going to find somebody. She's going on dates while you watch the kids of your dreams. Yeah. Where's dad? Sure, you're a nice guy. Right. The real dad got to move on. Isn't even watching the kids. I'd say get him a gift card for Postinos because he's obviously a bitch. <laughs> so he's going to be hanging out there on girls' night, <laughs> watching her kids Brett and everything isn't wrong. Else. Yeah. See, get him a fifty dollars gift card to Postinos yeah. and a bottle of Pinot Noir. <laughs> I really do. I love your children. That would end it. Break <laughs> yeah. up with him. This guy's because you got to you know. Maybe we should have suggested that gift right off the bat. Just yeah. get him a thing to post he knows. Yeah. And then say, because you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Put yeah. this guy out of his misery. Very selfish. That is really bad. Boy, 2023 is ending with a real bang. And one you can't even feel because that lady's got a cavern. <laughs> What's and this? See, that's a spa the thing. day? Yeah. <laughs> a spa day and a petty. What's this for? You're so good with the kids because you're my best girlfriend ever. Yep. Oh. And you're like dude, my, you're like my you sister. You have to realize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here's the other thing. Back to that last letter. It's like, ladies, when you see that big 10-incher, it's nothing to brag about, lady. I- I've been saying that for years based on that overnight girl we used to have before Brett took it. And she would always talk about her boyfriend's giant wang. And I just remember shutting her up saying, you know, every time you talk about that, all I picture is how destroyed you are down there. You're huge, right? What are you talking about? It's because you don't have a big one. It's like, no, I don't. It's okay, but it's not doing damage. I'm like an Indian. I leave it the way I found it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you're making me sick. Like, you think you're bragging like this dude's got a big one? Like, I'm jealous of him? I'm not jealous of him. He's you're just, just jealous. Yeah, he's bashing around a casserole every night. I'm not interested in that. It's a mess. And she never talked about it again, which was great. So, ladies, next time you strap on to one of those fire poles, just know... Us normal dudes, we're out. And when that dude breaks up with you, and he will, because he's eventually going to not want to look at that spilled Caesar salad every night. Hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello. Uh, dear Brady, for 2024, this is a good one. This is a good way to end what we're going right. to do 2023. It was a long letter. I broke out the middle, but essentially I took his last line and his first line. For 2024, I plan on being a better man. No more whoring. I'm susceptible to women who are interested in me. And then it gave rundown of how many times he's just been with a girl and then been with five other girls. And he's got like 16 chicks at once. And he's just, he's constantly, if a girl shows interest, he, he goes in. Conquers. What advice can you give me to be more afraid of sex like you are, Brady, so I stop sleeping around? <laughs> Kevin. What advice would you give a guy who's, uh, you know, Sucked in by every girl who, well, sucked in. Uh, like I was saying, he's got that uh, kind of conquer deal. Yeah. Like, if she's interested in me, I want to. See, I feel it's the other that. way. I feel it's an insecurity that every girl that's interested in him makes him feel good. Like, I think it's a sadness, really. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah there's I don't a, think there's, there's a, a conquer alienation of yeah. affection, kind of, or I want to make sure he just I'm always loved. My guess is. He struggled to get girls when he was in high school, and now it's come around, and he's like, I can't, I can't say no because I was always the guy who couldn't get it. 
So now that it's being thrown at me, I can't give up these. Like I feel he's it's an insecurity. Or if it's uh, they're out there, I'm getting as much as I can. Right, because it's it's basically growing up. It's like yeah, that's not. It's like the volume aspect of it is that I can't. You're a people, only, you're a people my pleaser. Only advice for him right now is I, I wouldn't be in a um, steady relationship. Right, but that's what he wants to change for next year. Yeah. So how? How does he cut this off? I think when you have to admit you have an insecurity, I think you're. Yeah. You basically have to say. It doesn't make me a better, more... Maybe uh, he's a, a therapist. Or that could be. Yep, Brady suggests therapy in 2024 to wean yourself off of all this poon. One or two times, because, I mean, it'll come down to him. You're the only one. When, once you decide, yeah, it's the only way it works. Yeah. It's like those people that can't say no to helping you move only with sex. Like, he feels like he's letting them down. But essentially, it just is like a, it's like a drug to make him feel better a little bit, probably. You're, yeah, you're addicted to. You probably don't feel great unless you've got someone interested. You're one of those people. Like if, and if you're on, you know, Tinder and Bumble and all that stuff, sure. That, avoid. You know, the I would temptation. say to you avoid that. Yeah, you kind of keep. You're, you're going to have to keep yourself yep. out of that way. Or admit you're an f boy. And stop trying to not be one. If a girl, and that's probably what this guy's bigger issue is, is that a girl starts liking him to the point where she thinks they're together, and he doesn't tell her different, even though he's just scattered all over the place. Try a little Adderall. Focus in. <laughs> What's amazing is he probably had, he's one of the guys that just doesn't chase it. And by exuding yeah. that, because sometimes guys will throw it out there too right. much and be too forward. It just is like, she likes me, and I, I can do this. Yeah. And more than likely, you're attracting people, same as you, kind of uh, that use the physical to feel good about themselves. So it's equally sad on their end. Or you're just an F-boy, and you won't admit it. F-boys are real, but you don't want the stigma. Then so stay you, off grinder. You try to be a normal person and have a relationship and show everybody else. But you're like, I'm an F-boy. So maybe you're an F-boy. Maybe you're just built that way. I'll tell you what he could be doing. He'd be out there bullying a Waymo and just forgetting all of this stuff. And I would say every let's time you... do that. Every, you want to after... Yeah, it is so much now. fun. They're in Scottsdale. Yeah, we went 33 minutes ago. We're done. <laughs> the year's over. Let's roll on over to, uh, to Scottsdale after and start bullying Waymos. I swear to God, you've got to find the right ones. And, man, you're right. Finding one with somebody in the back seat. Oh. And we'll get out. And, like, I'll drive and, like, I'll slow it down. And then you get out and walk in front of it. <laughs> and we'll see how long we can delay it. Get them while they're coming out of the hive. Whatever, yeah. you know, they're feeding out of there. There's, like, Make the driveway. Waymo honk at me five bucks each driver. And we'll go out like it's a crash-up derby. You're in your car and I'm in mine. And we <laughs> chase the same Waymo and we see who it honks at first. It's, or just throw a tennis ball in front of it and see what it does. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Bullying the Waymo is probably wildly illegal, but it is fun. I've done it a little. On freeways, I started with Teslas. You can move them out of the way when you have to drive by and see that the driver's on his phone or something. Like, oh, lane change. Yeah, you don't. It, it, they just slow down. I haven't um, got Waymo's, rid of... Uh... Waymo's, Waymo's completely overreact. 
That like if you start moving into their lane, they just hit the brakes and let oh, you know. they let go. you in. They let you in every time. I haven't gotten rid of uh, Kirby's uh, green play man. You know when she was younger, oh, yeah. you put it up. I'm just going to put that out every now and then. <laughs> it's coming down. The street. That's a great idea. We'll stop a Waymo by putting one in front and back of one. Just keep doing. And he it. can't ever leave. Oh, trap the Waymo. And then they got to hire some guy to come by and move. All right, with the plastic man. Yeah, that's a taxidermied animals and stuff like that. Just plop them in the Mannequins. middle of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Just dangle them out of your car. Oh, bully the Waymo. I'm positive it's a jailable offense. The guy trying to get to work. <laughs> your sons of... And he's getting the Waymo <laughs> thumb out. Exactly locked in, you sons of bitches. Anyway. Have fun with that. And every time you feel like you got to have sex with a slut because you're an F-boy, go out, bully a Waymo, get your kicks that way. Go home. How do you do it, Brady, that you just say you avoid temptation by uh, staying away from it? Drowning yourself in uh, barbecue, probably. Just find another thing to be addicted to. Well, I mean, it, for the most part, it's like staying away where, where you're scoring. Don't go back. You know, yeah. like I want to I want to quit drinking and I'm I'm just going to go to bars yeah, to quit drinking Hanging out at bars. Right. Stop talking to women. Make them the enemy for a little while. Until you feel you're ready. Yeah, until you find that one, that special one. Look, F-boy, I don't trust that you're not going to just keep doing this until it falls off. I know it'll it'll get you off women. Uh, Pauline, you know, the one with the cavern down south. (laughs) Every night at sunset, bats fly out of her. So you can can probably, if you wander over there, be like, ah, I think I'm done with sex for a while. I've seen the beast, and it ain't pretty. This year, it's monarch butterflies oh, coming out of there. I've never seen that. I just like when the bats float out sunsets. And then they go back in, which is really... And a, it always left. They yeah, come always out, turn left. Bats always turn left together. Stand on the right side of her. Yeah, and just get your cameras ready. Because <laughs> when, she, when she blasts out the bat cave, man. All right, I'm ready for you. No, thanks. Oh, it's 9.30. That was easy, Brady. Nice job this year fixing everyone's lives. So far, never gotten an email that says, Brady's advice uh, killed my brother. <laughs> so let's keep the streak alive. Well, no, he Not was yet. messing around with a Waymo. <laughs> well, now, I'm going to give you that. That's my advice. Okay. Playing with Waymo is my idea. So don't blame Brady when you're in jail for this, because I'm, I'm positive there's laws against it, but it is too much fun, especially in neighborhoods. I love your plastic man idea. To trap them and then just sit and watch how it tries to scoot out. Oh, Austin Powers. Uh, There you go. That's what Brady did for 2023. Well done, sir. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> I like, that should be a character we pull in. Oh, yeah. Kirby of the future. Who Tired of Brady. Uh, we can't say any of the things Kirby just said to Brady, though. <laughs> Brady's got 2024. Looking forward to that. Daughter's going to have a driver's license. Oh, yeah, in July. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Brand new Porsche in the garage. She, wanted, yeah. she sent Brady a thing the other day. It said, here's the, hey, daddy, I found the one that I want. And it was a Porsche. It was a Carrera. I'm like, what? And, and Brady's like, no, nope, putting my foot down. I'm like, yep. Brett and I are like, how fast? <laughs> so there's a, 
a 911 in Brady's like, why front yard. are you looking at that? And she's I'm like, that thing, the repair on it alone is like, well, how much will that cost? And I said, the price of the car. Kirby wants it bad enough. Guess yep. what's in the driveway? Exactly. Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Putting my foot don't, down. Don't Not drive. happening, boys. I'll tell you that right now. Down. Don't drive too fast, Kerberters. <laughs> f*** you, fat man. <laughs> <laughs> She's just going through a phase at 108 man. miles an hour. <laughs> Why are you always up my ass? I hate you so much, daddy. Oh, no. The car made her an independent. It's coming. 16. That's when they change. That's when the turn happens. Daddy's little girl ain't a girl no more. It's coming, Brady. I encourage her to bully Waymos in that new Porsche of hers. That'll be fun. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. As all parents face that eventually. Oof. Get you in a car and drive you. Ugh, yikes. No thanks. All those. We'd get her one without a backseat, though. That's what if I had a daughter, there'd be no backseat cars. I might get her a horse. <laughs> Here, here's your horse. Feed it. Go kart for the neighborhood. Oh, brutal. Uh, definitely take her over to the React defense, though, for tactical black because she's going to need to defend herself from the people trying to steal that beautiful sports car you're going to buy her. Uh, and right now, you can get a great deal 149 bucks for one month's certificate. It's been going so well. The flash sale is going again right now. They start again right now. You can buy it online. If you're a Phoenix or Scottsdale resident, you need to call. Glendale or Chandler, uh, if you want to go to those locations. So you can do it online for the Phoenix uh, people or the Glendale Chandler folks. you gotta, you got to give that store a call. So check it out at reactdefense.com. Figure it out from there. But 149 for one month certificate is pretty awesome. Again, breaks down to about a dollar a class for what essentially amounts to personal training. You are getting coached and taught and trained. By the person themselves. It's not You're not on your own. You're not on a circuit. You're not making it up as you go along. Every day, somebody's training you a new thing to do and uh, going through the paces. And you're not going to, for 149 bucks a month, like I said before, a personal trainer is going to cost you $149 most of the time, an hour, which is insane. So what you're getting here is beyond training, and it's the best you'll ever get. Trust me. I've been going there for a long time. I continue to do so even through injury and anything else. Whatever shape you're in right now is the shape you walk these streets. So you might as well learn how to use whatever shape you're in to your best ability, and they'll teach you that. ReactDefense.com. The flash sale continues. The holidays, they're getting real generous through this thing. 149 for a full month. Gift certificate available at ReactDefense.com or call uh, the Glendale or Chandler stores and get on it. All the info is at ReactDefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black Brady Entertainment. I forgot to mention this during What Would Brady Do? Yeah. But we're 14 days away from Christmas. That's two weeks. Stop it. Today is National Breakup Day. Oh, this is the dump day. Yeah. Uh, started Mark. back in 2008. Someone analyzed Facebook status updates and found that a ton of people break up exactly two weeks before Christmas. Save some money. Save some heartache. Yep. And you don't have to go out and shop for that person. It also found they tend to be more, there tend to be more breakups on Mondays in general. Hmm. It's because you found some strange over the weekend. <laughs> right, right, man. Yeah. I want to buy this one a present. That lady over there has got a, a the big Montana. I don't want to be in that anymore. I found another 10 over the weekend. <laughs> and that's the thing. Another t- The 10-inch guy is going to be like, well, I've been bashing the sides out of this thing for a year. 
I want to start fresh. He wants to go back to the... Yeah, he's done with the yeah, he wants, Amazon Fulfillment Center. Yeah, he wants to go back in there and... He doesn't want to have to put those molly grips in the wall to get a nail in. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith said uh, the Oscar slap actually helped save their marriage. God. So but then well, Will oh, was just recently photoed with another Jada prototype. Did you like see her? her? Yeah. Young she's thick. Yeah. She's got big ass and boobs and stuff. But she's bald. Like, he's into bald chicks. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe she's the... Helping him with PR or something, but you know, been out a couple of times. Her yeah. celebrating Will Smith hitting Chris Rock is like a. It's the Oscars' worst moment. B. Yeah. It was an embarrassment for and ask any black guy. It's like oh, it, it just it was a bad look for every ounce of that. And uh, she's like, it's our best moment. Now it's our best moment. Ask Chris Rock. You should just constantly be apologizing to Chris Rock, saying that was a that was awful. We don't like talking about it. It's the best thing that happened to her career in the last exactly. ten years, fifteen. That's years. That's what she really she to wants write a book. And yep. everybody's paying attention. Tony Rock to said about yep. the uh, excerpt out of the book. Yeah, that she said Chris liked her because that asked her out. And he went on, but but again, the week later, Marlon Wayans said Chris probably did it. Yep. The first season of Netflix, uh, Squid Game, the challenge. Time! No, we gotta go. Is over. There's a winner. Yeah, four and, and the winner's known. Yeah. yeah. She's known for a while because it, you know, had it. to wait. Right. 4.6 or 4.5 Unreal. million. How good that was. Be patient. You'll get your money. Yeah. That's it. The last uh, little nugget. Nope. Time. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Brady, my 16 year old daughter. Crashed a Jeep three weeks after I bought it uh, for her into a house. She's fine. Car's totaled. Good luck. Get her that Porsche. Great idea. <laughs> Wes Scantlin wants to be a country singer. Well, he is. All right, we're done. That's it for us. Is Larry back? No, no idea. No. All right, Brett's coming up next, Whoa, everybody. Man, He's going right. to fill in for Larry again today. We're not sure <laughs> if Larry is still. Uh, is he? I haven't seen his car pull up. I, I don't seen, see a John Gordon either. I haven't either. seen uh, Buses Play Toy either. So. It's either. Yeah, if it's not Gordon, it might be Shannon, but I haven't seen him either. So Brett, Brett may be filling in. We don't know who's next, but we know we're done. One more day closer to the X-Mass. That's it for us. You guys have yourselves a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. Oh! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. And he has-